Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver, tire, and service deals today. Dobbs, with 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. NinjaBling.com, the online home of Moritz Royce Jewelry, the exclusive jeweler of the Riz Show. Check out their huge collection, including one-of-a-kind pieces from the Simon G Collection. Or they can make you your own, custom-built piece just for you. And because they have an upstairs location, Moritz Royce can save you money over the street-level stores. Make an appointment. Head to NinjaBling.com to get the address and phone number. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Moritz Royce Jewelry, where you get the jewels and not the shit. The Rizzuto Show Podcast, powered by Dobbs. Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers are hiring now with 42 stores. Apply at GoToDobbs.com today. All right, let's hit it. Listener discretion is advised. Rizzuto. 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 Hey, hello, on a, a very cold Wednesday morning. But I tell you what, yesterday was gorgeous. Right, sixty-five degrees. It was at pretty three nice. o'clock yesterday afternoon. Yeah, my kids came home. And they uh, they put their backpacks down. My son goes, I'm going to go to the basement. And, you know, what's in the basement is uh, the PlayStation 5. And the... Uh, Show off. The Call of Duty. Oh. And I go, oh, no. You're going outside. I was that dad yesterday. You're going outside. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, listen, it's it was... November 29th, and it's 65 degrees outside. Go outside. Yesterday was the day to fill up your gas tank. This morning was not. Yes. Freezing Freezing. cold. I was like, oh, I got to get gas. I was like, what the hell happened with gas? No, it was just just warm. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get some gas. You know, I'm super low. I'm almost out. I'm not going to make it to work tomorrow. I got to get this before the morning. No. Yeah. (laughs) Freezing this morning. All I thought was, it was so nice yesterday. Yeah, but it'll be back up into the 50s, I think, uh, upper 50s on Friday. And they're talking about rain Sunday and Monday. Oh, but it's supposed to be a a pleasant weekend? I think part of Saturday. Cool. And then Sunday's a wash. Monday's a wash. From from what, what I saw on the weathers. On the Weathers channel. I'll let you know here. 
<laughs> I just want a nice Carl Weathers. Carl yeah, Weathers has nice a good channel. Carl, Carl Weathers. Uh, what are we looking for? Apollo what do you want to know? <laughs> the weather for uh, the weather. Uh, so the upcoming forecast tomorrow, right today, 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 Friday and twenty-one. Okay. Ugh. Tomorrow, Friday, six and thirty-seven. Uh-huh. Okay, going in the right uh, direction. Going in the right direction, and then I Friday, fifty-seven. Friday, sixty and thirty-two. Whoa! Okay, great. Guys, Saturday, in this household, Saturday. you don't need a jacket if it's sixty. Saturday, thirty-nine and twenty-six. Oh. Sunday, forty-five and thirty-five. We're still dry, by the way. Oh, really? Sunday? Huh? Yep. Monday, rain. Fifty-five and thirty-four, but rain. Oh, rain, huh. mm-hmm. dude. Friday to Saturday, poop. Does your uh, does your boy uh, wear shorts all the time? Uh, Is he a shorts wearer? One of them does, but both of them used to be strictly shorts, and then now the older one has uh, some uh, some new pants, some new Jordan pants, and some new Nike pants, and new like, and they're so comfy. He's like, these are the most comfy. I was like, yeah, man, I've been telling you that for a long time, and that's all we see. Oh, there's two things. So there's two things. Uh, Teenagers are weird. No, yeah, we, we all know that. He's just getting into like his own zone. We all know that. Yeah, the, so my, the my nine year old. The, the nine year old was in shorts yesterday. Which okay, I mean, it's sixty five yesterday. That's, but but my son has friends who never put anything but shorts on. Like they just they will wear shorts throughout the entire winter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's our that's the nine year old. You have to. And I say, I well, I said to my my son, I go, what what what's the deal with these kids? He goes, they're idiots. <laughs> Dude, the, the youngest because my son just wants to be warm. Yeah, the, the youngest one is averse to uh, uh, has a total aversion to jackets or anything. And I swear, dude, before he's even through, it's twenty degrees outside. Before he has even closed the door behind him, somehow his coat is falling off of him. He's just like, get this off of me. Yeah, get this off of me. And he also never wants to wear jeans. Oh yeah, jeans um, are not popular. Are yeah. Are my, jeans popular with my, the kids? No, my son hates them. My kids are still in the age that they wear what I put them in. Well, if we go, you know, like, you know what I'm saying. My daughter's yeah. starting to get there. My daughter's starting to get to. I want to wear this sweatshirt, or I want to wear this hoodie, or I want to. My son, I, I the other day I said to my son, I said, "Hey, we got to get going soon. Go upstairs, change, get out of your pajamas, and let's go." And he came down wearing bright green shorts, yeah, a dude. bright yeah. purple sweatshirt, Love it. Uh, two different socks. I'm like, "What the hell <laughs> just happened to you, yeah, man?" Yeah. I'm like, and he goes, "I could reach this stuff." I go, "Okay, man." Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the greatest. That is good. That's the greatest part of life is when that is totally acceptable. Mm-hmm. And honestly, yeah, then you go get upstairs and put something that matches on. No, we left. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 we left. Who cares? My kids, I don't think they wear matching socks ever. Matching yeah. socks? Oh, never, never. They just grab what's there, just just like his son said. They do the same thing. They're just like, oh, and I'll and I'll say, hey, man, those are different length socks. Even he's like, yes. Yeah, so, you know what? Touche. Good point. Yeah, the jeans thing is funny. Like, we'll be going out someplace nice. I go, what are you, sweatpants. Come on, man. <laughs> you got, like, decent clothes upstairs. It's it's, it's all jeans about the the in. athletic pants. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. Like, I mean, I'm telling you, and I'm not saying for my kids, I'm saying just being an observer everywhere I go, it doesn't matter if it's breakfast at the shack or if it's going to Target or if it's even going to dinner at Texas Roadhouse. If you are under the age of thirteen, you have athletic pants on. Yeah, my my you son looks my son looks like he's stylishly coming from basketball practice. Yeah, I every yeah, kid I see, is. every kid I see, I go up. Oh, he just got done up with soccer. Yeah, yeah. he just got done with soccer. That's wild. 
because he put on the athletic pants, the hoodie, and then went to wherever the hell they're going. Yeah, and my and my kids going through a uh, you know a, a growth spurt, mm-hmm. and everything's getting short. Well, now my son wears the same size shoes I do, which is yeah. My son is a size insane. and a half away from me now. Really, dude? Yeah. Dang. I mean, he's still a foot shorter than me, but he's got ten and a half feet. Damn. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's crazy. So we're sharing shoes, which is that's nice. Pretty dope, actually. Yeah, because I because I have nice. some that are like too nice to get rid of, and I was like, what do I do with these? They're like, son, nice. you just got you just gained six pairs of shoes. <laughs> but now I'm like, dude, those pants are too short on you. I don't care. Okay. All right. Listen, not like I'm a I'm a you know beacon of fashion. Sure you are, man. Yeah. Yeah. Look at, hey, yeah. Look at me. What sweatshirt. Got, got yeah. Sweatshirt. Oh yeah. Hockey jeans. Shirt. Yeah. All right. Hey, got some solid got new some, Nikes. Got some new kicks. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you. Some new Nikes. Look at <laughs> you. <laughs> what? That's, are, okay. that's, a, that's a good color on you, by the way. Thanks, man. Yeah. I'm an Earth Tones kind of guy. You look good in that color. Earth Tones. <laughs> are there uh, are there fashion rules that were once a thing and we could ignore now? Somebody actually put out a list. That were once a like thing. Like what? Like. Outdated fashion rules that you could ignore. Oh, you're talking about like mom jeans? Like no denim on denim. Yeah, that's a thing now. Like a jean jacket with jeans on, a.k.a. the Canadian tuxedo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a thing. Lots yeah. of people do it now, so it's not weird anymore. The Super Mario. People love that. Denim, denim, denim. They love it. <laughs> yeah, but jean shorts. Like when I always got trouble for wearing jean shorts, but what's wrong with that? It depends on the jean shorts. If you wear your regular your, your regular bugle boy jean shorts that have a hem, a mid thigh, you're gonna get ridiculed beyond belief. But if you wear some like cut off jean shorts that are like punk rock and have like a rip in them and stuff, you're good to go. Or at least that's what I see with the kids. Yeah, I mean, I, there's a the kid jean in my shorts are okay. There's a kid in my neighborhood that wears jean shorts that are like the hemmed. My mom bought these from uh, Walmart yeah. jean, jean jo- shorts. Jordash, nineteen ninety one. And and I have. L- Listen, I don't know. I'm not with the kids all the time, but I have seen him walking through the neighborhood and go, oh, man, it's going to be tough for that fellow. Oh, you know who's denim on denim? Jay Leno. Is all day. All yeah. he's, he's, he, is, he is the Mario brother. He has tried denim, denim, denim. He has the denim shirt, the denim jacket, and the denim pants, and he fully accepts it and goes, what's up? I'm Jay Leno. That's his what's thing. He, if what's you don't say? see Jed Leno, I'm Jay Leno. There he is. <laughs> Smells like denim in here. Yeah, if you say Jay Leno, like Jay Leno in his street clothes, it's denim on denim all the time. Yeah. I think he's like Pee Wee Herman and has just a closet full of those things. Yeah, I can see that. Which blue shirt today? Uh, the denim one. <laughs> uh, your shoes, belt, and socks all have to match. That was a thing. Not anymore. Oh, yeah. My wife told me that. I, yep, I put I, on some brown shoes and I was like, I got to find my brown belt. And they did brown belt. belt. And my wife goes, that's not a rule anymore. I went, oh. Cool. Which right. I'm glad because I, uh, you know, I only have certain color belts, so I've never been able to match my shoes and belts. Really, I will tell you. Nice. I will tell you this though: there are that is a rule that has become a little more lax. Yeah. Accepted. If you wear black shoes, brown belt, all good, no worries. Black belt, brown shoes, you're good. Except for the people that are still holding on to that rule, and it drives them berserk, crazy. There is a there is a wedding coordinator that I work with frequently in the area, and every time the groom or the groomsmen have suits on, not tuxes, but suits on, yeah. they'll wear like you know it's a it's a black suit and they got brown belt brown shoes. Obviously, a fashion choice, not like this is just what I had laying around. Right, right. They picked that, and she's always like, I "Can't say this. I can't take this. I can't take this anymore." And I just kind of look at her every time I go, "Breathe." It's okay. We're all good. <laughs> mm. We're all good. Do you have any rules for yourself? 
I, I mean, I have very few rules as far as uh, fashion for myself, but I definitely have one or two that I... I don't love to wear stripes. Like, stripes. I don't love to wear <laughs> right. horizontal stripes. Uh, I'm not a horizontal stripes guy. So that's something you steer clear of. But do you, I steer do you have clear. Like, like my, so what my, I have on right now is dry, yeah. you, this is not for you. No, because that's not really striped. This is more. This has got stripes, but it, you're talking stripes. Stripes, stripes, stripes. Stripe, stripe, yeah, stripe, yeah. Stripe. yeah you, those are more like sections. Bars. Bars, yeah. yeah. My <laughs> rule is you never go with the trends because it's always going to look really dumb. So you just stay classic. You got to get classic pieces and keep those, and you'll be fine forever because they I always look good in pictures. I try to match like... Uh, uh, like shoes, you know, certain shoes go with pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you I, see me and I don't match, you need to come up to me and go, hey, were you running late? Are you feeling okay? Because other than that, like, I try and do that same thing. I try and do that as far as, like, even shoes. But, but like, I do not wear your white. shoes, belt, socks all have to match. That's me. Like, I try to, I try to, my shoes, mm-hmm. socks, belt, I try to match everything. I do not wear white socks. Unless it's oh, like white socks are only for athletic events. You, you know what I mean? Like you're playing basketball or soccer or something like that. Yeah, I Why? feel like I'm not sure. I, I just, it doesn't. Well, it, white socks used to be dorky back in the day. And they still are. Um, for, for Why? Me, for me, it seem, it's like a, it's a very uh, kid kind of thing to do. Like I don't know. Socks. For, for kids. White socks with like the, uh, like the old school 80s socks with like the colors up top. Oh, with See, the best yeah, stripes got color on. I like those. That's four. Those used those to be dorky. Sports. See, the, I'm I'm talking about like white ankle socks. Yeah, I don't do that. For no. what? Nobody can even see them. Yeah, but they're just tacky. And it, they're tacky. You wear Crocs, bro. At... They're tacky. No, you're out. White socks are very tacky. They're, are you nuts, Scott? Yeah, they're gross. Yeah, make it fans to get rid today, of buddy. The sock industry needs to get rid of those. Make They've fans made a mistake. <laughs> These two are fighting now. <laughs> White socks are tacky and gross. Yeah. They're the most standard basic it's sock so ever. solid black socks, so there we go. Yeah, I are mean... Are you a white sock racist? <laughs> I said and solid Seems black like socks. It. Cloth, Seems like cloth-ist. it. Clothist. Yeah. Uh, okay, so outdated fashion rules. Uh, no socks with sandals. Like enough people have embraced the sad dad no style trend. Which values comfort over fashion. So basically, do what you want. Wow. Socks and sandals are. Wow. So I see hey, them all the time. That's, kid, saying, that's our kids, guys. Yeah. That's kids. Yeah, but you're basically saying, like, oh, people do something wrong enough times, it makes it right. <laughs> and just to let you know, Where he's, have not, you been? he's not talking about socks and flip flops. He's talking about like he's ACGs. Talking socks and slides. Yeah. Socks oh, and slides. Oh, socks and slides. Socks and slides. Oh, you're talking ninja toes? I thought no, yeah, well, I, yeah, I thought you were talking about the Nike ACGs with the straps over it, the dad's the the, the dad Jesus uh Oh, no, oh. no, no, no. no. He's the talking Velcro socks Jesus and slides. Uh, well, all, there's also like the Air Jesus ones that you're talking about. Yeah, no yeah, yeah, yeah. way. If you wear I've if you wear socks, if you wear socks with your Air socks. Jesus sandals, get out. Especially if they're white socks, right? Right, Scott. What are they? Right. Te- Teva is that the brand? I'm sure. I'm sure, but I, I'm the the ones that I remember getting and wearing socks with and getting destroyed for in middle school were the Nike ACG sandals that were like all the hype in ninety. You get me. Which one are those? Those oh. are awesome. No, no, no. I wore them with socks, bro. Which ones are those? Yeah. The ACG. I'm pulling them up. I did uh, all conditions think, gear, bro. Yeah. I think you have the wrong. Uh, 
Uh, just the slides with the one strap? No, no, no I can't no. These are like they they velcro behind your. Oh, these are behind the heel. These are the sandals uh, that I I never owned a pair of these because I thought they were ugliest thing on the planet. Every version of this, every style of this, they were hot. They're great, man, for creeks and all that. Say. Those were the the shoe. They yeah. were the Crocs of that era. Yeah, that's I think. it. That's it. That's it. You don't remember those? Uh, yeah. Riz, it's your sta- that's your standard strapper on the ankle, strapper on the that's, front. Yeah, the Tevas that you're it. talking about. That's, yeah, hate mine, it. That's mine are kind of like a. I had them like as like water shoes, like camping shoes. Yeah, they're yeah they're supposed to be like camping. But they're like closed. There's a closed toe. One toe. <laughs> it's got a sleeve. <laughs> But I wore socks on the front. I wore socks with those, and in drama class, he. I know what you're talking about, Riz. You're talking about these. Let me pull up this picture. I was ridiculed into oblivion that day because you wore socks with those. Socks with ACGs. Yeah, but you don't want anybody seeing your patoots. No, I just yeah, I just thought it was weird. I was like, I'm not gonna have my feet out. Yeah. Oh, those. Those are. are I want to wear shoes, but my feet get hot. (laughs) Do I want to wear Birkenstocks? Do I want to wear full tennis shoes? Those are good, like canoeing shoes. See, what's crazy is they call those sandals, and that is like. I mean, that is the closest thing you can get to not being a sandal yeah, and still calling it that. That's a shoe. That's a shoe with, with holes spaces. in it. Yeah. Like, we, we we may go hiking, but we also may have to walk through a, a you know, a stream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, we got grip, but yet we could still get, you know, these shoes wet and they'll dry off right away. But, yeah, you, can't, that, but you can't wear socks with those. Those, right? Jesus, no, man, those no. Jesus mandals, definitely not for me. But if you wear socks with them, you immediately wear. If, okay, if you. If you are at a bar on a Friday night and you're out there rocking your Jesus mandals, people are already commenting. And if you're rocking them with socks, you're the talk of the town, baby. Now, this is no socks with, stand- with sandals. This is the- these are the slides, and they're talking right. about the slides here. Which, which were, oh, I mean, is that acceptable to wear to, like, school or work? I mean, that, that's Kids something- wear them to school like that. Really? See, like, if I had to, to if, me. If I had to run to Walgreens, I wouldn't feel bad wearing that. If I'm taking yeah, yeah, yeah. my son to a soccer practice, to- I'm, I'm okay wearing those. But if I'm going to Applebee's, I'm not going to wear socks and slides, man. Right. If you're going to, I'm going to put some shoes on my feet. Like you said, if you're going to Walgreens, that's couch to counter. Like, you know, uh, whatever. Yeah. We're, we're adults. I don't care what you think of me. Like, that's fine if you're, if you're yeah. doing that. In the past couple of years, I have embraced going, leaving my property with sandals on. Uh, with, wow. you know, with no with no socks. And I think, oh, and no socks. So toes out. Toes out. Oh, nice. see, I won't do that. Uh, I have since, I don't know if you remember, but I was a jeans or like khaki short guy no matter where I went. Mm-hmm. I would not leave my house in gym shorts. Mm-hmm. I would not leave my house in sweatpants unless I was going to softball or something. Now, if I got sweatpants on and I'm like, oh man, I got to run up to blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Let's yeah, go. I'm okay this with what that. We're yeah, yeah, okay yeah. That. But but so a- anytime somebody gives you a look like that, you just go, "Oh, I'm sorry, you caught me being comfortable." Yeah, <laughs> right. So so recently, heaven forbid. And this is within the past couple of years. I'm I'm okay now with going out with uh, with just with just sandals on. Uh, again, showing my patoots. When I see somebody at like a restaurant or like at a in a play, going to a blues game, wow, or yes. even a cardinal game, rocking sandals with no socks. I go, man, this this person's brave. Man, I'm going to tell you, I, I, he hasn't done this in a couple years, but I still judge my brother. My brother for many years, you'd catch him at a cardinal game in jeans and flip-flops. And flip-flops. Jeans and flip-flops. It always bothered me. It, it uh, always bothered me. It, oh, it seemed you know so what? strange. And, and he was, I, and, it was, it was and the it's, trend. It's 
People do it all the time. He, that all was. The time. He had a decade where he only wore flip flops, and he has feet problems now, and I wonder why. From 02 to 08, that's all me and my buddies wore when we went out. Jeans. Jeans, flip flops, collared shirt, spiky so hair. Or flip flops with no with no socks. No socks. So showing your yeah, toes. Like, yeah, like flopping. And a hat that said Gamecocks on it. Oh, that's. Can yeah. I just tell you? <laughs> that's almost my brother. Why I would never do that going someplace? What if I have to run somewhere? That's what I always thought. Yeah. Like, what, what if, if I have to run? Multiple. I watch multiple dudes get in throw down fist fights, like bloodied fist fights in flip flops, and they would just be sliding. All over the place. <laughs> make it silly. It's the Especially if I'm going downtown. What if I have to run? Yeah. And and again, <laughs> your feet. I mean, don't take your mobility for granted. It's one of the most important things you got. You want to take care of your feet. You don't want to walk for a decade in 14 cent shoes. They're, now they're, there are not there are nice ones. I mean, there are nice. Well, I'm talking about the yoga mat with the piece of plastic that goes in between your toe. Yeah. That's what that's what I'm talking about. That's what he would wear. I'm thinking, what are you doing? Mm. And like you said, the emergency. Emer- I, I'm always thinking Plan for something to go wrong. What if I need to run? Be prepared. Were you not a Cub Scout? Try running. What if I need to run? Love it's that. a legit That's thing. Th- I think about that every day. I can tell you a story. This legit happened. We were at my buddy. His parents sold the house and moved like from Florissant to Warrington, like far. And the house sat there for a while and didn't sell. And it was a pricey house. And at the time, the area wasn't selling. So we, every weekend, had massive parties at the vacant house. I mean, to the point where it was a problem. And I remember one time the cops showed up and we were outside and we were smoking cigarettes on the deck. And dude, as soon as somebody yelled cops, everybody ran. And I'm talking 100 people mm-hmm. ran from the house. And I remember watching people that had jeans and flip-flops on take their flip-flops, slide their feet out, go like this, like they're doing the Vulcan sign, from, uh-huh. and go whoop and run with their flip-flops on their hands. <laughs> <You're Barefoot. saying, laughs> run barefoot. Uh, can, yep. can you imagine being at one of those parties and screaming cops? Like, you basically, you just gained four pairs of flip-flops because they got left in the yard. Well, hey, and, then, yeah. and now you're running outside barefoot. And you know what? Okay. Because guess what? You're hammered. And you don't. No, I, I, no, I understand. Then you're running, you know, you're running. You got the adrenaline pump, and it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you're stepping on glass or needles or rocks. It, it all, doesn't matter. It all matters. My feet are oh, important to me. Here's another rule for me. Oh yeah. I never mix red and green. Like oh, because you're Christmas. Because it's Christmas. Yeah. I never want to look like Christmas. I have a couple button-down shirts. I have a couple button-down like flannels or plaid shirts and things like that. That. Are different colors, yellow, blue, green, and red. But the green and red are so prominent that I can't wear yeah. it besides <laughs> no, yeah. the end of November, December. <laughs> yep. It sits in my closet all for th- six weeks of wear. That's it. But even even if it's Christmas season like now, you, do, do you really want to be in the spirit? I don't. Unless you're at like a holiday party. You know what? It's one of those things where <laughs> I feel more comfortable wearing it because if I walk by somebody, somebody will go, look at this guy dressed as Christmas. Oh, man. And then that's it. And that's it. But if I wear it in June, they'll go, look at this guy dressed at Christmas in June. What a complete idiot. Hey, Mr. Christmas. I gotta That's bring, something I think of. I got to bring up Jeff just because he was, uh, he had such an interesting style and he had so, it seemed like he had very few rules about fashion sometimes. 
the but he man. had all the rules. But the, but but the he ones had he did, all but, yeah, the rules, and they the were ones so he did were crazy. If I came in here like today, like today, I'm 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 working out right after the right after the show, and I have these shoes that don't match my pants brand wise. Oh yeah. If I mismatch brands. He wouldn't talk to me that yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> and and because of Jeff, I think about that. I think about it every day. And one of my favorite things about that is when my dad would come in and my Jeff, I mean, it almost <laughs> yeah. put Jeff, it almost put Jeff into shock wear, every time my wear, dad came he'd in. He'd wear a Mizzou Tigers uh, hoodie that had a Nike emblem with Adidas pants. And, and then, Under Armour shoes. Yeah, and Under Armour shoes. <laughs> with, and with, then, a, with a Puma hat. And Jeff would just go, Ugh. And, he, and you know what? My son would have a pair of Under Armour uh, uh, sweatpants on, and he'd put his Nike shoes on, and I'd go, ooh, I'm not even going to bring it up. I'm gonna... <laughs> Jeff would want me to. Like, I okay. I try my best not to, but there are times I, swear I, mix, to God, I mix and I match. I have a Nike sweatshirt on, and yeah. I have Nike shoes, only because I would not wear this sweatshirt with these shoes because of Jeff. I know, it- I, I'm only wearing these shoes with that, if that sweatshirt was Adidas, you wouldn't wear it. Right. Yeah, because it would bother him. Because it would right. bother, and it now bothers you. It bothers me now. So I'm the same exact way. <laughs> I know. Because I have, a, I have, I have a super awesome rad pair of Jordan ones that are limited edition. They're an awesome color. They're like gray with orange with some blue on it. Oh, I'll give I mean, you eighty five bucks for it. No, right shut up. So there's a lot of this dude tries to buy every shoe I own off of me. By the way, uh, <laughs> him and his kid are into shoes now. Yeah, it's like the only thing that matters. I mean, it's ridiculous. I got a new pair of boots. I was like, hey man, these are pretty awesome. He goes, I'll buy them from you. I go, I haven't even taken the tag. Hey off. man, I'm bonding with my boy. Uh, so I, I have an awesome pair of Jordan 1s, and I have the perfect hoodie that would go with them. I mean, it is damn near the identical color scheme, but it's Adidas, and I never wear them together. <laughs> because of him. Of That's hilarious. Because of him. That's because of Jeff. All right, and also, the uh, another um, fashion rule you could ignore, uh, no hats indoors. Oh man, I uh, I've, I told my son that, and no one cares that no one cares about that anymore except your grandparents. Well, it's so funny because my mother mentioned that at Thanksgiving, and I said, um, I said, well, yeah, we've had that talk, and uh, you know, like my father, if I wore a hat, even on the church grounds, probably, like you know, if if I was going into a building, he was always like that. But for church, if you wore a hat in church, you were oh, deliberately you know, yeah, trying yeah, to be yeah, a jerk. Know, oh yeah, you definitely don't do that. But it was so much easier when we were kids. You know why? Because hats were banned at so many places that we went. I don't know about you guys, but we were not allowed to chew gum or have hats or any of that kind of stuff in school. Yeah, we K, K through twelve. Yeah, no, we, we were not. Either. Our kids, my my kids wear hats every day. It's yeah. wild. So they're used to it. And I had a conversation with uh, with the boys. I was like, hey, um, you know, back <laughs> I hate to do that, but you know, back in my day, blah blah blah, we would not wear hats here or or here. And I said, but I don't think that's a bigger rule. But if you guys could take your hats off at dinner, please. Oh, I. So that's our only. I rule. do take my hat off at dinner when I'm thinking about it. Yeah, if I'm if I'm inside, typically, uh, like at a restaurant or something, most likely I'll take my hat off just because I feel like my dad's watching me. I dated a a girl who her dad, when you walked into the house, like when I first met the man, I met him at his house. I walked into the door, and he goes, "Hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you." In this home, we don't wear hats, and I said, "Okay." And it was like, that was a rule. When you walk, and he had a rack right by the door in the garage yeah, that yeah. he would take his hat and hang on his hat. When you were inside the house, when you were indoors, you do not wear hats. Uh, At least that was his rule. should have told you that. Should have. Really should have. But <laughs> Robin I didn't think about it, but. But I thought I, you, I thought you were going to say, okay, <laughs> nice to meet you. See you later. <laughs> I try my best. I try my best to wear when I am wearing a hat. And I used to wear hats 
religiously. And now I've started to, I think once I've gotten older and I've started to notice like, hey, you're kind of losing your hair a little bit here. I want to save what I got going on here. So I haven't worn hats all that much. But when I do wear a hat, I completely am down with the rules of like, shouldn't wear it when you're eating dinner, shouldn't wear it inside certain places. I just sometimes forget it's on my head. I know um, that sounds really dumb, but I forget that I'm even wearing I a hat. I used to have an uncle that would, if I had, I was a backward hats guy, you know, backwards hat guy. Oh, mm-hmm. he'd turn it around? he turned it around. I showed, oh, wow. I sh- I showed up to a- What, catcher? <laughs> I showed up to a uh, championship weekend football party at one of my buddy's house, and we always called it Dude's Day, like Dude's Weekend, Dude's Day. And everybody went there. The dads went there. The, the kids went there. And I showed up, and this was in my era of wearing fitted New Era hats- but slightly to the right. Oh. Oh, <laughs> Listen, I'm not proud of that, yeah. but that's that's slightly to the it right. Was, that was a look. And when I showed up, I walked into the backyard where everybody was kind of hanging out, and I remember the guy's house, his dad, came up to me and grabbed the bill of my hat and went, Roop, and went, now you can come inside. Ooh. Ooh. Now, here, I'm going to say Man. one thing. This is a very, very intense rule that I do live by, and I'm always telling the kids this. There is a rule, and it is you never touch a man's hat. You never touch a man's hat. That would have really what bothered me. What the hell me. rule is that? Um, because, I mean, some people may have it for insecurities or or, or for for this reason or that reason. Either way, like, you don't touch a man's hat. That's never come up in conversation. I never had to tell the kids me, that. Me neither. Oh, yeah. no. I mean, I mean, because, you know, you'll have like a 10-year-old or something like grab your hat and run away and you go, whoa, whoa, whoa. But you, you never touch a man's hat. That, that's that's like a, that's, yeah, but what that's a, a rule, What's man. the point of having a cap gun? Remember those? With your little finger, you just boop, and you got to hit somebody's hat, so it falls off. That's the whole point of a cap gun. <laughs> we all have one. You lost me there. You guys don't the the never touch a man's hat. No, I feel like that. Like I would never touch a man's cowboy hat, but I come across very there's few no people reason, that wear cowboy hats. Well, there's no reason for you to touch. Like there's no reason for you to. I w- I think I'd be furious. I think the the fury of uh, the fire of a thousand suns. If somebody walk up, like just walking down the hall, just took my hat off my head. It, that's what I'm saying. I yeah. would be. It feels that, so that, that, weird. And what I'm, and what I'm that's, saying, that's, that's by the way, violation. what happened to me, I was 22. And this was somebody's dad who was, you know, being being funny, but also yeah, being right, for right. real. And like, I think it was like a moment like, you know, hey, what are you, what are you trying to think that you're cool and a gangster? Not here. And he like straightened up the hat. I think it was him just being funny, and I didn't really think about it. But if I'm at Walgreens and I'm wearing my hat backwards, and some lady walks up and goes, "You should turn that around," and grabs it and spins it around, I'm gonna go. If you touch me again, you're gonna need to go to first aid. Yeah. Like, uh, what is happening here? My, and I think that's just an invasion of space. It's not even that, a hat. And, and it's that's just what I mean. Somebody coming and just knocking your hat off your head. Oh, Jesus. dude, Man. when when somebody does that, that that's what I'm saying. I think that's like a that's a really intentional. Violation if you if you touch someone's hat. So I teach the kids like, hey man, there's there's a rule. Just always live by. Don't well, touch another man's when, hat. When that that's dude, rule. when that dude turned your hat around, that's a power play. That's what I mean. Oh, it's for sure, violation. it was a power play. It was his. Hey, it was his house. Yeah. And listen, if Freddie Kramer wants to tell me to wear my hat to the side and put a pinwheel on it, yeah, I'm yeah. going to because I respect that man and that's how it is. And to me, back then, it was funny. And even if he did it today, yeah. it'd be funny. But Again, like I said, if it was Joe Schmo walked up to me and did that, I'd go, 
I don't know you like that, man. Like, back up. <laughs> there are old classic rules with hats. But uh, speaking of my dad, my dad um, always he he would never wear a hat unless he was working. Ha hats were for work. You know, if you're doing lawn work or you're building a house out on a farm or or what, whatever it was he was doing, hats were for work. And there was like a code that I learned when I was young because I would notice because my brother and I would you know poke fun at my dad or whatever. Uh, his hat was down like this when you're working, and when you're off work. You tilt it up. You ever uh, see like an old fella yeah, kind of leaning yeah. on, a, on a railing or something and he's got his hat, the bill's kind of pointing, you know, 45 it's degree angle up? Relaxation that, mode. That means work is done. Work is done. And that, and if, if you see my dad and he's got a hat on, he just came from doing something. And if it's like this, he's done with that doing something. It's a, it's oh, dad's hat's down. It's a great email. It's a great point in the email. It says, it doesn't matter if it's a hat or not. There is no excuse that a grown man should touch another man's head. Ever. Yeah. What are you gonna tussle somebody's hair? You gonna get something behind the ear? Oh, yeah, quarter! But like, teach why you touch my teach head? Teach your kids that too. Today, I'm gonna go home and say, "Hey, man, did you hey, know the rule?" Kids, family meeting. <laughs> there is Never a rule touch in this world. A man's hat. <laughs> I'm glad we got that uh, fashion stuff out of the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is fun. BuzzFeed uh, did a uh, "Never Have I Ever" poll on their website. So these are, I mean, tens of thousands of people voted on this. So let's see how you guys compare okay. with everybody else who took this poll. So this is never have I ever. They, um, so, okay, I'll start with this. Have you ever cheated on a test? Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. My entire... Yeah, I've, I've cheated on a test. I think my mm, trigonometry class, it was not for me. If you took political science at CBC and you had Mr. Haggerty and you did not cheat, then you did a great disservice to yourself. Now, do you consider it cheating if someone is cheating off of your test? If you allow it to happen and you're I mean, you're somewhat of a willing it, participant. And you know it, you're in. Well, then you're busted mm. too, Jennifer. I, I remember. I remember. because no, cheating is giving yourself the advantage. I remember the political science class. That's it was, why it was I look whatever, at it. whatever the government class was, political science class was that Mr. Haggerty taught. The quiz that was given to all the morning classes was the same quiz that was given to the afternoon classes. So they would give you the answers because you would grade it in class, and then you would write an English assignment that would say, "A dog went to the store, but he didn't do it." And he and the first letter was the answers, and you just mm. filled it out, turned it in. Done. Dude. Hall of Famer. No, you're the getaway you're driver. Complice, you're complicit in in somebody else cheating. You're the getaway driver. You didn't go in the bank and take the money, but you still Yeah, but you, you know still what, though? The getaway bank. driver gets a cut of the money. Um, mm. Let's say they're yeah. paid. So wait, wait a minute. Oh, what are you, what are you, get out of here. Who's arguing you're what You're still going now? to jail for who's, robbing a bank. Who's arguing yeah, you're what? getting a cut of what you're, you are getting. I'm saying, okay, so. Uh, cheating so, is giving yourself, it is giving yourself an advantage by means that are not necessary. I'm taking the test. You're cheating off me. I'm allowing you to look at my answers. I am just as guilty as you. Yep. No, so, you're you're guilty in helping somebody cheat, but you are not cheating yourself. Yes, I am. What are you doing then? I am what, in. What, if I, if I'm the getaway driver, us. if I'm the getaway driver and yeah, I get arrested, I'm going to jail for, for robbery. Because robbery. you're getting but you are getting a cut of what is being Robbed. That does not matter. See, I'm it, still getting arrested and charged with bank robbery. He's just saying that because the, you are part of the crew and you are going to get something. It's listen. Having somebody cheat off your paper and you being okay with it is not cool. But is that cheating? cheating? Yes. Yes. I don't know. Uh, what's the definition? In the of eyes cheating? of the law. I mean, in the eyes of the school. What's the law. definition of cheating? You are going to get in trouble. Yes. 
But cheating as a as the word, as the definition of the word is, right, gaining something. Yeah. By by doing something wrong. I was having a very very hard time in my life, as you can imagine, during the last year of my high school career, and uh, I will never forget this girl. Because you are. I, I cheated. I cheated so few times that. I will never forget this girl because she was kind enough to let me cheat off of her trigonometry trigonometry test. And I, I, I've never forgotten it because I've been like, wow, that was, she really did me a solid. I'm I'm very appreciative. Well, send her a basket. <laughs> I know I know her name. I haven't seen her in 25 but, years or whatever Tony, the heck it's University been. of Washington, St. Louis, or Washington University of St. Louis, you are guilty of cheating whenever you present as your own work something that you did not do. You are also guilty of cheating and academic misconduct if you help someone else to cheat. Well, that's okay. two crimes. It's even worse. <laughs> I don't, I, I consider it being complicit in somebody else cheating. Do I think it's cheating? Is it wrong? Yes. In my world, the getaway driver gets pulled over and gets arrested. What crime is he being charged with? Okay, but but the getaway he, driver. He, he's I saying think that's he gets a, a cut. That's a bad. A, that's a bad analogy. Because, because why? The getaway, because the Jennifer didn't get anything for helping. Because me. the getaway driver is still part of the robbery crew. Jennifer, who who Moon cheated off of, gets nothing. Yes, she does. Down the road, when Moon's in science class and Jennifer isn't all up to you know snuff on her science stuff, she's going to go to Moon and go, what was 32? That's an assumption. She gets a thank you. That's an assumption. On the radio, 23 years later. That's an assumption that down the road, down the road, <laughs> she will get something. At that moment, she is not getting anything. Somebody somebody sent in a message, and, and again, they said, in high school, I let somebody cheat off of my test, uh, and when we got caught, we both got detention. Here's another one. I took a no, quiz I in high school. I took a I'm... quiz in high school, and I did not know the person was looking at my test. They were leaning over their desk and looking at my answers. The teacher caught him doing it. We both got in trouble. No, I understand. You're going to get in trouble. I'm not saying you shouldn't get in trouble. Yeah, your argument is real. I totally get it. But, I mean, if you're going to—there's there's no point arguing in arguing. semantics here. Yeah, there's no point in arguing if you're if you're the administrator. Yeah, you you th- get lumped to... in with the with the cheater. Yeah, yeah. What are you gonna do? But make, is, make by definition, crime? is that cheating? I don't think it is. <laughs> I just love this. We just call it academic dishonesty. It's cheating. You're guilty. <laughs> <laughs> academic dishonesty. That that's more yeah, of what that's it is. Right on. Not cheating itself. My brother got caught, and he still, to this day, argues. That he did not cheat. It was like third grade or something. His best buddy, Scott. They called my parents and everything. They said, listen here, man. Clark had his test. He turned it in. It had the identical answers as Scott did. We know that Clark didn't do it. This is a Scott answer up and down. You know, the whole yeah. quiz was just like cater, catered to Scott. And uh, Clark, to this day, man. When my parents bring it up, it's all it's like, it's like, it's okay, Clark. You're not in trouble. Clark's like, I, I swear to goodness, I did not cheat. I, I'm I'm sure I don't I can't provide you with any examples, but I'm sure I did it, and I'm sure I did it a lot. <laughs> you did it so much you can't remember. I can't hear. I, there's no one specific thing. Like I cheated. I probably did it a lot. And in this poll, 23% of people claim they've ne- 23% of people claim they've never cheated on a test. You're cheating on this test. Yeah, I think they're lying and cheating. <laughs> Have you ever told a secret you weren't supposed to share? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I'm sure we all have. 10% said they've never done that. Have you ever lied about your age? Yes. I could say no. Oh, yes, you well, can. Yes, I have. Yeah, yeah you are. Yes, yes, you have. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I didn't think about that. If you snuck into a bar 
If you yeah, use the fake ID for anything, you are a liar. I will say no. You've never to get into someplace, even if you weren't no. drinking or. What well, does it no. count when you, you were playing? When you sorry, Scott, when you were playing in a rock band and you were playing in a club and you were seventeen and you told him that you were eighteen. So no. does it count if you went to the movie theater and you bought? You know, like you're 15 or something, you buy R-rated tickets, and they never ask for your age, but you buy the ticket? Gray area. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I probably did that, but, like, I, ne- I never said, yeah, I'm 18. I, I don't think Unless I somebody wanted. asked you, like, hey, how old are you? I'm 13. Yeah, I would have said it like, uh, 18? Tony, like, when, no, you're not. Get out of here. When I was playing, like, Creepy Crawl before I was 21 and those kind of places, I was always afraid of... of Getting the showtime and getting kicked out for something. So I was. It was always something I would say in the beginning, like, "Hey, none of us are 21. Can we still play? You know, blah blah blah." And they'd give us some special wristband, or they didn't care anyway uh, back then. But so, yeah, I, I, I can't see a scenario where I ever would have lied. Yeah, I lied about that. Uh, not recently. And and th- and then this poll: forty three percent say they've never lied about their age. I don't think they were thinking about fake IDs. Fake IDs. A hundred percent counts, though. Unless there's there's a lot more people that have never used a fake ID or have tried to you know get alcohol. That mean a lot more dorks. Okay, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder what the percentage actually is of people that did that. Because I was. I mean, if I even had thought that I wanted one or needed one, I would have been so afraid of getting busted. That's how I was. I had buddies that were getting them made, and uh, I was just too worried of getting into trouble. Ah, I was. Consequence, consequences, consequences. Well, your your, fun, your potential fun in your mind outweighed the consequences, yes. and I wasn't and looking for. And if I got caught, unless I never wanted to get caught, I had a fake ID from the age of seventeen till twenty. I was having my through own, to through still twenty. Use a fake I ID. Yeah, I still I still use. Uh, hey, Mike Wakeham, I still got your ID, buddy. <laughs> Do you really? No. <laughs> so I'm still using it though. All right. Have you ever Googled yourself? Yeah. Yep. Scott. Oh yeah. Moon. Yeah, that's un- that's unfair for us. I know you. Have. I have yes, I have Googled myself. Twelve percent say they've never Googled themselves. The real question is, is, do you have Google alerts set up to notify you if somebody posts something? I do not. <laughs> I know people I that have that. Hundred percent, I do not. Uh, have you ever peed in the shower? No. Well, I mean, you I have. I have. I have. I do not, but I have. Yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah, I'm scared of water, <laughs> yes, of so I always pee in it. <laughs> <laughs> but of course. Why? You said that in a very eloquent way. Yes. Peed in the shower? Yes, of course yes, I of have. Yes, of course. <laughs> 11% claim they've never peed in the shower, which that is a lie. Eleven, everybody's peed in the shower. Maybe they, least, maybe they don't take showers. Maybe they're bath people. <laughs> oh, gross. God. Bath people are disgusting. Uh, I've peed in the bath before. Yeah. Gross. No, just bath people in general. Oh, I know. Disgusting. Cool, I'm going to lay in filth. This is great. <laughs> Uh, have you ever found money on the street and kept it? Yeah. Heck yeah. Heck yes. Yeah, I mean, pennies count. Yep. Quarters count. I remember the first, do you remember the first money, like the, the first surprise money you ever found? I still remember it. Like a fourth, fifth grade, I was in White Cliff Park in Crestwood, and I found a $20 bill on a softball field. And I looked around, I was like, well, there's nobody here. It's not like the teams had just finished. I mean, it was an empty yeah. field. I never saw that field it's really yours. being used. And I went, oh my gosh. of people have never found money on the street and kept it. So I'm taking that as maybe they've just never found money on the street. Okay. I'll never forget it. You know why? Because it was such a big deal that, A, I found the money, and then I thought, well, this must be illegal 
So I remember going home and, and I rode I rode my bike home and I told my parents and I was like, I found this twenty dollar bill. You know, what do I have to do? Do I have to take it to the police station? And they're like, Well, was anybody around? And you know, went through the whole thing of mm-hmm. basics and like, it's fine, son. And I was like, Phew. I got to hold on to this just in case somebody comes looking for it. <laughs> I was so scared. <laughs> yeah, of course you look. I don't think I found a substantial amount of money. Maybe, probably the most is a $20 bill. Boy, I bet you I steered clear of that softball field for a while just in case. Mm. <laughs> but if you did find a bag just full of money and it looks as sketchy as it could possibly be, would you take it or would you? A bag full of money? Yeah. How much money? I mean, you know, like like a movie style where it's just a bag. Like $10,000? Like, That's a great or question. Or more, yeah. Yeah. It, oh, isn't there like some sort of legality? Well, there's no. It, it, well, there's you, a number, right? If it's over a certain amount or something, you have to report it. Well, you could just call too and say, "Did anyone lose any money? <laughs> Did chances, anyone lose a bag of cash?" Chances, <laughs> chances are, chances are, if it's a substantial amount of money, and it's just in a bag, somebody's looking for it. It's probably not for a good reason. That's oh, what I'm thinking. You think yeah. it's marked? Would you take unless that? unless it's a business? Oh, like somehow little, going to the bank. A bank bag. Somehow going to the bank, something happened, and they dropped the bag. I don't know. If it's a substantial amount of money, I'm, I'm somebody's going to be looking for it. What do you? And and for me, it's there's probably a camera somewhere, somewhere, and I'm going to mm-hmm. get caught. I found a wallet with four hundred dollars in it. Dang! It was when I was I was working at finish line at the mall, and I was walking to the food court. And when I was walking there, I looked. I was like, "Oh man, that kind of looks like a wallet." And I grabbed it and I looked at it. And it had four hundred bucks. And immediately, I went, "I'm being tested." And I took it to customer service. I said, here you go. Being tested it, by like a like a employee kind of thing? I, or, I don't even know. God. I, I don't even know. When you turned I just, it in? I just, I went, I'm being tested. This is this is a setup. Because it was like, <laughs> it was like, it was like the wallet was not like, oh, over here in the bushes. It was like, there's a wallet. Like the next person to walk by would have seen it. I just happened to be the next person. When you turned so, it in, did you only find $20? No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, I was sitting there like, if I don't, this is a test. I am being tested. There's a camera there or a camera there. <laughs> and I remember I turned it in to customer service and I said, I found this wallet. Here it is. Blah. Next thing I know, a guy walks into finish line and he goes, hey, man, did you find my wallet and you turn it in? I go, I did. And he goes, I really appreciate that. I go, thanks, man. He goes, if there's anything I can do for you, let me know. I go, okay, man, cool. And then he walked away. I went, well, hell, I could have used 20 bucks. Yeah, 20%. I mean, how about yeah, yeah. 20%? Why don't you just buy some shoelaces hey, and help ju- my numbers and out, just man. just so you know, Tony Patrico, you're always being tested. Yep. Yep. Always. Yep. He's always testing you. If it was in the bushes, I would have taken it. I found a, uh, <laughs> maybe this is a couple of years ago, I found a wallet uh, or somewhere. It was my wife and I, and it was. Legit, you know, fold wallet, leather wallet, somebody's driver's license in there. And I, you know, pulled out the driver's license, saw the address, and uh, there was there was some money and credit cards and stuff. And I drove to the person's house and put it in their mailbox. And, and the mailman uh, stole it. Well, and then, you know, I, I was like, maybe we should go gone to the door. And, and now I'm thinking, I didn't get any credit for returning <laughs> yeah. I, didn't get any, I didn't get any credit Hey, for, hey, for it, it was me <laughs> It was me Score a point for this I was guy kind of, I, was, I felt like I did a good thing yeah, And yeah. I'm driving away And I'm like, oh man I'm not getting any credit for this Okay, <laughs> it's fine Where is That's my cool. reward? Uh, have you ever used somebody else's toothbrush? Yeah Yes hmm. Yes, and I didn't like it Did they know it? <laughs> um, yes. I've inadvertently used somebody else's toothbrush and uh, definitely skeeved out after that. But uh, 58% of people have never used somebody else's toothbrush. Uh, have you ever dumped somebody over text? 
You ever dumped somebody over text? No. no we, I never did. Never no. had the opportunity to. We mutually decided this probably was going to work out via text, but it's not like I was like, hey, this is over. Sorry. It was like we were having a conversation. I was like, is, it, is this even worth it? And they were like, I, I don't know. And it wasn't even like we were together. Like, we went on some dates. I feel like if texting was more prevalent when I was younger, I probably would have done this. But I never, I never did. Uh, somebody that works in loss prevention says, or I don't know if they work in loss prevention or not, but it says loss prevention does that type of stuff all the time. You did the right thing. If you see a wallet that looks like it's in the middle of somewhere, like if it's just sitting out there, mm. it was probably placed there by loss prevention trying to see what you would do. Like testing wow. employees. Well, in, in a in store. Mall. Testing employees, yeah. In a store, yeah, you, you bring it to customer service. On a softball field. On a softball field. You bring it to your wallet. Yes. What if what if it's not a wallet? What if it's something else, but it's of significant value? Like a ring? iPhone. Nintendo Switch. Well. An iPhone's useless. That because makes. Because that's. They that, can track it. And, yeah, that's $1,000 to somebody. I'm, I'm talking. I'm talking. I'm talking about something like that, though. Okay. Uh, um, Beats headphones. Um, Man, that's a. You know. You know what I'm saying? Like something. I, I think it depends on where it is. Of value. Yeah. Where am I finding it? If I, I don't know. If I find it in a park, I mean, in a, on a, on a trail, that's probably mine. Although, if I find it on a trail, I'm going to set it on the uh, the trailhead. How about this? Yeah, because somebody may come back. Right. And retrace their steps. How about this? It was a Thanksgiving. We were playing Turkey Bowl, and there was a book bag. And somebody said, hey, man, don't forget your book bag. I go, that's not mine. They go, oh, that's been there the whole time. And I went up, I went up and I grabbed it. And in that book bag was a whole bunch of liquor and some dirty magazines. And I went, oh, and I went, I went, what? Huh. I went, this is pretty cool. And, and we took it. And then after like a couple weekends of us having it and finishing off the booze in there, somebody went, man. Don't you feel bad that we took it? And I was like, hell no. I got zero regrets for taking this. It was nothing. And they went, hey, man, that could have been somebody's, like, really important stuff. And I go, booze and booze porno mags? Listen. Was it open booze? If no. Ever, if ever all, they're... All sealed. Mm -hmm. It's like somebody stashed it, and they were going to yeah, come back and get it. Stash. And we found it before they came back and got it. We took it. If ever there is a test, Tony Patrico, it's a backpack of sin. Yeah, well, and guess that's what? Full of sin. <laughs> yep. Booze and pornography. Center, center, winner. <laughs> Got it, dude. Uh, and it was, it was a, it was a. It's a Jan Sport of Sin, dude. This was not Playboy's. I don't know what this magazine was called, but it was called like, hey, you probably shouldn't see this close up unless you're a doctor. And it was Whoa. in the magazine. And I remember picking it and like opening it up to the middle and going, "Holy hell!" Like it was. All right, intense. next one. Have you ever tripped and <laughs> fell in public? Yeah. Oh yeah. Many yeah, a times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, seven percent of people have never tripped and fell in public. Have never. Yeah, when I was in middle school, that was our tactic. We'd go to the mall and uh, we'd try to get the attention of a pretty gal, so I'd trip upstairs or something like that in front of them. Oh yeah, tripping upstairs. Just be silly and yeah, <laughs> that's my thing. That's my yeah. thing. Yeah. That's my thing. I'm a trip down an escalator guy. Uh, oh, my new like favorite viral like YouTube shorts or TikToks is somebody at a grocery store or pushing a pushing a shopping cart and then the person behind them kicking their legs out. Oh yeah and yeah. And the shopping Remember cart this? falling on what? them. Yeah. yeah, so they're pushing their cart and then you trip them and as you trip them they fall but they're still holding the cart so they try and brace <laughs> themselves and their weight pulls the cart on top of them. Sometimes they even end up in cart jail. That's assault, brother. That, wow, that's brutal. That, what are you doing? Those are some of the ball one. Those are some of the funniest videos out there now. 
and they all seem to fall in slow motion. <laughs> so this is something you do to someone you know? I mean, sure. I'm hoping you uh, do it to someone yes. you know. Gracious, bro. Like if I would do this to my brother. <laughs> okay. This Who is my favorite. Do- this is my favorite one of all of them. <laughs> I've watched this one probably 800 times. Here we go. Somebody pushing their cart down the edge. Uh, you- <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was certainly done on purpose. But that is an amazing, <laughs> amazing look. <laughs> They're like a Walmart or a Target yeah. or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. They just trip. They just uh, you know kick the one foot behind the other, and they're still holding <laughs> the cart. Man, watch out for your thumbs. Dude, listen to this. Uh, a former loss prevention agent ch- chiming in. We used to set pieces of candy out. We would watch the piece of candy all day. If someone took it, they got arrested, fired, sued. He goes, it was ishy of us, but it was to test the honesty of the employees. Oh, that's that is for employees. Wow. Insane. Ooh, piece of candy. Well, I, I'm... Hmm. <laughs> I'm reviewing all my past jobs. Have you ever told a friend a lie to get out of hanging out with him? Yep. I got oh, no shame. Sure. Yep. And yeah, I guess mean, I what? Guess... Having kids made it real easy. <laughs> yep, I've done it. Well, those are no longer lies then. You just put it on my kids. Well, so no, I'm saying, oh man, fault. my kids, my kids got a sleepover yeah, tonight. He's got diarrhea. So I gotta, I gotta make sure I got good. Go get them. Kids, and go, what? Uh, maybe small fever. Kids got the sniffles. I think I think my daughter was probably two and a half, and I was telling people, yeah, she's got debate class, so I got to yeah. drop her off. Yeah. There. I mean, that's like a real definition of a white lie, right? I mean, because you have you ever told the lie to get out of hanging out? Oh, I'm sure, but like, I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking. Like, I mean, that's that's something. That's the alternative to saying I don't want to see you right now, <laughs> or, or I don't want to do that. Right? I mean, yeah, yeah. and then it would potentially hurt someone's feelings. Yeah, I mean, you're trying to save somebody's, you know, feelings sometimes. Yeah. Just don't want to hang out, man. Right. But, but, <laughs> and and you guys know, I'll say that. Yeah, now I will. I got no problem saying that now. Well, you guys remember, I mean, there's been many, many a times where you've given me a lot of grief for, for being harsh or direct in, in that way. And, and I've never and, given you grief for being direct. Yeah, well, okay, maybe, yeah, maybe you have it. I know it came off wrong to Tony a lot. T- Tony would get bummed what? at me. What do you I'd mean? rather you just tell me you don't want to hang out, because I probably don't want to hang out either. And I'm like, oh, great, we don't want to hang out. See ya. <laughs> what did I get bummed like at? If we, if we were getting ready to do something, you'd be like, hey, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. And you'd be like, jeez. Goodness. You know, I mean, you know, like you'd get your feelings hurt, or you, or you would be I like. W- I wasn't necessarily bummed that you weren't doing it. Okay. I was bummed that you were being a jerk about it. Oh, I wasn't being a jerk about it. I'm just being honest <laughs> and saying, I don't want a, to do that. There's a different way. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, you there's a different way. Lying. No, not lying. Ooh, man. You're right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't really know if I want to do that. That would be okay. This is how you would handle these situations. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, man, we're going to do it. And you'd go, oh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Okay, well then, the hell with you. Want to do it, right? Come on, man. Are you being for real right now? He is right. Sometimes I don't think about the. It's tact, harshness. That's what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. And sometimes I don't care. I want you to be honest, and if you don't want to do it, then tell me you don't want to do it. But you don't have to go. Ha! I don't want to do that. No, that's not. That's not true. I was never condescending. Say it. Oh yeah, but I was never condescending about it. I just wasn't sweet about it. And and you're right. I there. I I should play the game better. And I should, and I should be sweeter. He's t- I mean, he's totally right. But but don't m- make it like I was. I was never condescending or, or saying like that's stupid. I would just be like, oh no, that that interests me 
Zero. Th- this interests me in no way. <laughs> That's pretty harsh. Yes, I understand. Harsh. I understand. All right. I, Have you ever I'm told the line to get out of hanging out with somebody, Scott? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And nine percent. Uh, but also the, I think if you even say. Oh man, I'm busy that day. Even though you'd have that's 100 percent a lie. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's what we're talking uh, about. Nine percent have never done that. Oh, uh, right. Have you ever ghosted somebody? Uh, not intentionally. Like in life. The the question is, have you ever ghosted somebody? Then I'm going to say no. Never have. Never. Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe not necessarily a, a, a girlfriend. I'm I'm talking about that. I'm the the only time I've ever ghosted somebody, quote unquote, is via text. Somebody texts me and they go, "Hey man, I know I haven't seen you since 2004, but I see that Metallica's coming to town. Can I get a pair of tickets or any chance of some help with that? You're getting ghosted, homie. I'm not going to text you back. So you so, so in a way maybe you have. But guess so. But like if it's if it's like I'm hanging out with you and then all of a sudden I'm like, I don't really want to hang out with him anymore. Ooh. Cutting off. I, I, I don't. Do, I, did, I can't do I that. I did it to a. I did it to a, a an ex. Not proud of it. Well, yeah, I guess I've done it. I I can think of one example that most likely ended in, in me just fully. Yeah, and also, and also, uh, with with certain people, I got this. This is relationships over. Well, there was like um, and not just girlfriends. There was a band guy, singer in a band, um, that I guess we had some mutual friends, and he got my number somehow. I was like, "Hey, you know, uh, I'm so and so. I, I know this guy, this, you know, this singer. Uh, I live in the city you're gonna be in. Can I get on the guest list? Oh, sure, of course. You know, so hooking up a friend's friend, right? Give him guest list spot. Mm-hmm. And then, <clears throat> hey, I'm outside the bus. Oh, okay. Come on the bus. Hey, nice to meet you. Hey, guys, this is so and so's friend. Blah blah blah. And then this guy would text me all the time. And eventually, I just had to stop responding because I, I don't know you, man. I, I don't I don't know you. Uh, there was a guy, uh, a friend from high school, uh, that every time we hung out, uh, somehow the cops were called, or this guy would do something so oh, stupid no. where we'd find ourselves in situations that I did not want to be in. The last time, last time I hung out with this dude, we're in New York City, and he just starts peeing. On the subway tracks, like uh, off the platform. That seems dangerous. And I'm like, I'm, just a wee bit. I, uh, hey, I don't need to. I don't need to hang out with this guy anymore. <laughs> like we were, like we every every time, every time it was something. He can hammer it and do something dumb. I thought, this is this is it. This is it. I'm done. Was it the subway peeing that you went? And that's it. That that was it. That's it. He showed up my apartment with a case of beer, which he drank all himself, and we were supposed to be going out that night to go somewhere. And I'm like, this is it. I'm I am not babysitting anymore. That's it. Ghosted. Yeah, yeah it's probably. It's, I mean, what else? What other options do you have? I had no other options. Yeah, because because this isn't somebody you have like a relationship with. So it's not like a conversation is is in need. Yeah, we're done. Right. Yeah, and even if I said I don't want to hang, he wouldn't have understood. This is the kind of guy where you go. I I just. Your behavior is not... What do you mean? Yeah. Oh, you can't have fun? Yeah, exactly. One of those things. We're not having this conversation. (laughs) It's not going to go the way I think it's going to go. So this is over. This Mm -hmm. relationship is just... We're done here. Did he ever reach out after that? Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, just ignore it. Yep, no. I don't exist. He's even reached out uh, within the past couple years. Wow. Yeah, and and I've had no reason to get into that again. No reason. Now, the girl I ghosted... 
shouldn't have done that. Uh, that's on me. Shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I couldn't. I was in a weird place. I couldn't handle certain things. Mistakes were made. Mistakes were made. She was at the time when I we were kind of dating, uh, and it was it was nothing nothing serious. She was at the time she was somewhat famous. There was something going on in her life where she was somewhat noteworthy, and I, I can't. I was maybe 18, 19 years old. I was eh, done. So I just never called. She would show up in my apartment. I would shut the lights off. Oh, oh man, oh, yeah. man. That's nice. No oh, yeah. way. Oh, yeah. All right. Tell my roommate. Tell her I'm not here. A true ghost. Yep. True, truly ghosted. Dang. I, I've ghosted recently. Tell it was her. a Hot Shots event. Oh, yeah. You just never showed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> have you ever been chased by an animal? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dog. Yeah, I've been chased by a dog. I've been chased by cats. Mm-hmm. Uh, not anything like, you know, deadly. Well, some cats dogs are. Be... This dog in our neighborhood, this dang Ooh, Doberman man. named BB. That, was, a, that th- was the neighborhood menace. There's a recent video. Did you see this video of the guy? It's a, I, I think it's a pit bull running after this guy. And he runs across the street and runs and hops on top of a car in a driveway. Look up a man chased by pit bull. And he jumps on top of this car. A woman's in the car, and she starts honking the horn to get the dog out of the way. And this dog is coming after this guy. And he runs across the street, and the, the to get away from this thing, he jumps on the, on the hood and then the roof of the car. Wow. Man. And this was within the last, like, week or two. Are you talking about this video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is two years ago. That's two years ago? Are yeah. you sure? Yep. Well, yeah. that's, that's and not, she's in the car honking. That's yeah, not, this, that's this not a pit bull. That's a yeah, shepherd. shepherd. German shepherd. shepherd. Yep. That's two years ago. Then why? Why is yeah. he making the rounds now? He was just trying to no play, idea. man. Huh. Mm. Uh, the shepherd was just trying to play. Yeah, I saw a cool video the other day though of a little kid playing in a ditch with his dog, and then um, there was a couple pits that came running at him, and his German shepherd that was playing with the kid oh, yeah. knocks the kid down. And just starts attacking the pit bulls and they run off. It's absolutely yeah. amazing. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That's making its rounds yeah. too. Uh, have you ever shoplifted? Yes. Yeah. Still feel bad. I owe some sunglasses to a particular. Have you ever department. shoplifted? Oh. Cigarettes. You shoplifted cigarettes, Scott? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Same. With Moon. Eh, well, okay. Wow. I, I, uh, yeah. He taught me. We've, this was a couple I weeks was, ago we were at. Yeah. What? <laughs> this was a couple weeks ago. Why, 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 why you act like somebody's going to walk in here now and go, oh, my God, no. you stole a pack of cigarettes when you were a kid? I will never be able to listen to your music again. We've, we've talked about He's this talked about on the show, Yeah, too. we were a kid. We were like 12 years old, man. Yeah. 12. Okay. Still counts. <clears throat> oh, yep. yeah, yeah. No, no, I know. I'm just. I thought you were saying just, we were 12, so no, it doesn't no, no, count. I'm talking about, of it. No, we've talked sure. about this on the air many times. This is one of our biggest guilts. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a gas station down in Emden. It doesn't exist anymore, but. <clears throat> it went out of business. I don't know why. Yeah, man, that's a long story. We Actually, at Thanksgiving, we were just talking about the, the guy that owned that super nice feller, and our older cousin taught us how to go in there. They, see, there was a whole carton. Of, they, they would have all the cartons up on this cooler, and uh, our cousin was like, well, we're going to go in there. And I'm going to go over and have the old man make me a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> and, you just go. and y'all, he, he'd be like, y'all just sit up on this thing, and you sit up on the cooler, and you put your hands behind your your back like this, and then you just whoosh, put that carton right up your sweatshirt. And I'm like, okay, okay, I guess we'll do that. And pff, sure enough, 
He's got us into crime, <laughs> a life of crime. Yeah, for me, I uh, <laughs> I shoplifted a Snickers bar every day for a year. Wow. No, that was the I, rock. I heard I that. that. That was that was I the rock. I don't know if you knew that or not. What? <laughs> <laughs> Other than that. Oh, that was the rock. Okay, sorry. <clears throat> the only thing is, like a you know a non kid kid was like a sixteen. And my first girlfriend, and uh, she, you shoplifted your girlfriend. Oh, huh? well, no, she, her innocence. She high <laughs> <laughs> five. No, she took mine. Um, no, she um, she was like, "Hey, we're gonna go in here. We're gonna get sunglasses." And I was like, "I don't know if this is a good idea. This is a huge place. There's cameras everywhere." And she goes, "No, nobody's gonna notice." And sure enough, we we walked out with a pair of sunglasses, and I was like, "These sunglasses suck." I, like as soon as we got in the driveway, I was like, or in the in the parking lot, I was like, what what are we what are, what are, are we like doing? Nice sunglasses or like gas station? No, sunglasses? they're like eight dollars sunglasses. Yeah, and they were terrible. I think I shoplifted, you know, like a candy or something. When I was a kid. Nothing from Kmart. I stole Silver Side Up, that Nickelback album. Oh damn! How did you do that when they're in those big old plastic things? Wow. I, I this is this is ridiculous. There was a a copy of the anar what was it, anarchy anarchist cookbook or whatever oh, yeah, the hell yeah. that was called. Oh, they no. had that, that that was going around school, and oh. I remember we were making flint bombs. I remember we were doing all this Jeez. stuff. Uh, I was making napalm, homemade napalm. Did it like, tell you how to get it out of the? Yeah, there was a little trick that they showed you that you just went. You put force on this corner and this corner. You pushed as hard as you can until you felt like something was going to break. As soon as you heard the pop, you went the opposite way or whatever it was. And, and I remember it was down. like, dude, it was a cassette. It was a cassette tape. And you remember, it was the small little cassette well, tape, back, and back it was three day, foot you, long. Yeah, back in the day, if you remember going to like Tower Records or, you know, even, even Best Buy, the CDs and the cassette tapes would be in this long plastic thing. Yeah. So you could not put it under your shirt or put it in your pocket. Yeah, it took, it took, I mean, you had to have like a device to yeah. get that removed. And I remember I walked up and my buddy was like, hey, man, see if that trick works. And I go, there's no way it's going to work. He goes, do it, man. I dare you. And I remember I grabbed it and I pushed as hard as I could. And then as soon as I heard the pop or whatever, I went the opposite way and it went bloop right in my hand. And I went, <gasps> And he looked at me, he looked at me, and he goes, put it in pocket. He also had the Anarchist Cookbook. Remember that? Yeah, yeah that was yeah, a huge yeah. thing when I was in middle school. Yeah, that was a huge thing. But I don't thing. know if any of my friends ever actually saw it, but everyone always claimed it. Everybody, yeah, everybody. Oh, we always, somebody printed it out, and yeah. we had it, and it got passed around. I don't around. think I ever saw it myself. I've never seen one. Oh, I have. I have. I mean, it got, I, I'm telling you, it had step-by-step -step instructions on how to create a flint bomb out of a lighter. And, I mean, every day after recess... There would be 13 dudes that would run into the bathroom, and we would turn off the lights, light a flint bomb, and throw it on the bathroom floor, and all of us would go, ho-ho! No. And now think about it. I'm like, man, th the teachers saw 13 dudes run to the bathroom, and then four minutes later, cheer. What the hell did they think was going on in there? And it was dark in there, and all of a sudden, a bright light. 58% of us have uh, never shoplifted. And have you ever dropped your phone on the toilet? Yes. Mm. I never have. No, no one time. I dropped house key. I dropped the house key in school at the school toilet, and I was like, "Oh no, oh no!" And I went for it. I went yeah. for it. I did that one time. I've never dropped my phone on the toilet, in the toilet, once. And this was before I did my business. Not after. Oh, that's good. Mm -mm. Good. That's, that's good. good. You got lucky. I literally was. In the process of doing things, like I was like unbuckling my pants, I was getting ready to sit down, take some time, and I went, oh, my phone. And I set my phone on the sink, and, and it didn't put it full. I put I put 27% of my phone on the mm -hmm. sink, and then it fell. And when it fell, I went, oh, my God, I'm going to break my phone. And I went to grab it, and it hit my hand and went right in the toilet. <laughs> yeah, and, I went, I and, it was, and it was calls. the moment where I, I made a noise. I went, man, come on! 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Yeah, I've definitely had some close calls, but never I've I've never dropped my phone in the sink. Oh, I'm sorry, in the toilet. Uh, only 31% said they've never dropped. I've said yes to way too much of this. Yeah. All right, moving on. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> you said painting, yes to everything. I'm painting myself as a disaster. Can we yeah, please move I've on? Yes, well, except for the toilet thing. I've, yeah. Hey, that's good. I've said yes to everything. <laughs> the one thing that isn't too bad. <laughs> uh, today's Teamers Remember the Day is brought to you by Copper Fire Bar and Eatery in Belleville from Deloge, Missouri. Libby Allen is out. Hey. Teamers Remember the Day. Uh, Libby grew up listening to the Riz Show uh, with her grandfather. How long have we been on? Libby loves listening to the Riz Show podcast when she gets home from work while cooking and cleaning. She says, uh, Riz is the glue that holds it all together. And she mentions that the, the banter between all the guys is the best. Oh, is that? So we have somebody else on the website? I don't know, man. Yeah, there's a different name list on the website than there is here. Well, this is the sheet Scott gave me, so I'm going to say Libby is the team Riz member of today. I think she is. And Libby gets that super sweet Team Riz member of the day soccer jersey. Get yourself signed up 1057thepoint.com slash Team Riz. Maybe the guy on the website is tomorrow's guy. Right, Perhaps we will investigate. Perhaps we'll investigate. Yes. Hey, it's all good. Things happen. We're it's all, all humans. good. I've declared it Libby's day. Yep. According <laughs> to my email, she is today's. Today's Libby's Day. Libby Allen from Deloge. Hey, it's Riz. Now, cybersecurity is the most exciting career in technology and one of the most in-demand careers. And Centric can train you for a career in cybersecurity, and they could do it in just four months. With Centric's hands-on program, they teach you the actual job skills you need to get started. No history, no biology, just technology. And that's how they do it in just four months, even if you have no IT experience. And you could do it online, or you could do it in person. You could do it in the evenings, or you could do it during the day. Whatever works best for you. They're flexible. If you are interested in a career in cybersecurity, call Patrick Nealon at Centric Training. He's going to walk you through Centric's cutting-edge program and show you everything Centric does to help you get started right now in your new IT career. Call 314-450-4714 or go to centric.com slash STL. C-E-N-T-R-I-Q.com slash STL. Cybersecurity is a problem for every business in St. Louis. You can be part of the solution. Hey, it's Moon here, and winter weather is right around the corner, so now's the perfect time for you to make plans to get your family's vehicles over to my good friends at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers for new tires and for pre-winter auto service and repairs. You know, Dobbs is a locally owned and family-owned company, and they have been since they first opened their doors all the way back in 1976. That's impressive, and it's important to me, and I hope it means something good to you, too. Now at Dobbs to the end of the month, at all 42 Dobbs locations, you can get spectacular deals on new tires. I'm talking about major deals on great tire brands, including savings of up to $225 on a new set of Goodyear tires, plus $70 rebate deals on new sets of Michelin, BF Goodrich, Continental, and Pirelli tires. Click on gotodobs.com for complete details, and be sure to count on the Dobbs team of professional service associates to winterize your vehicle before the cold and snow, before the ice. Remember, no matter what you drive, car, light truck, van, SUV, CUV, hybrid or ev the experienced service technicians at dobbs have what it takes experience technology 
and state-of-the-art diagnostics to serve your vehicle right. Click on GoToDobbs.com for info on all of Dobbs' great pre-winter deals on new tires, expert auto service, and while you're at GoToDobbs.com, request an appointment for tires, auto service at any of the Dobbs' 42 stores. That's right, 42 stores. Conveniently located all over town. Dobbs, locally owned and family-owned since 1976. GoToDobbs.com and get ready for winter driving today. Brandon Saad, and you're listening to The Riz Show on 105.7 The Point. Happy birthday, Riz. All right, welcome back to the program. Phone number 314-624-3833 or 618-398-3833. The Mick Ultra Studio Camps, 1057thepoint.com slash Riz. The socials at R-I-Z-Z. Show your emails. Riz Show at 1057thepoint.com. We'll make our real or fake picks today. New cans are up there, 1057thepoint.com slash cans. Also, we'll talk to our blues guy, Chris Kerber. That's courtesy of Randall's Wines and Spirits. All right, today is November the 30th. This is it, huh? Last day of, uh, last day of November. This it. 25 Can't days of Christmas it. start tomorrow, baby. Can't believe yeah. it. Uh, 63 years ago today in 1959, Billboard magazine reported that the payola scandal will substantially damage the careers of at least 25 DJs. You know what payola is, huh? Mm-hmm. Pay for play. Big deal. Still is a big deal. Uh, 45 years ago, 1977, David Bowie performed a duet with Bing Crosby on his Christmas special. They sang Little Drummer Boy. And that song is one of the quickest skips when it comes to Christmas music that uh, I that have. That is a, that is a instant skip. A, that is a, oh, cool. You'd like me to go to sleep while I'm standing up? Let's do this. Wait till you see our version. Your freaking rules. Well, look look this up. What's the story? I think there's a story behind that pretty odd pairing. Bing Crosby and David David Bowie. Is it they didn't like each other? Uh, let's see. It says, Peace on Earth, Little Drummer Boy, song by David Bowie and Bing Crosby. Haven't I heard a lot of things about people not liking Bing Crosby? A terrible father, apparently. Like, not really Well, nice no, person. it was one son wrote a book about him, and it said he was terrible, but the rest of his kids said that isn't the case. Wait, really so everybody's dad. focusing on the negative? Yeah, what? I know. I know. Yeah, but wasn't there somebody else that he worked with? Not, not, not a kid, not a family thing. That said, he was he show, difficult. So, so because he died but, not too long after. So Bowie showed up. It was it was in England, and he was doing some show. Wait, wasn't in England? I, we're, we're, yeah, it was it, some sh- Bing Crosby show called Merry Old Christmas. It was a it was a BBC special. Bowie shows up. Him and his wife, Angie, showed up wearing full matching makeup and bright red hair. And Bing Crosby looked at him and said, take the lipstick off, take the earring out, or this ain't happening. (laughs) Maybe that was the story that I heard. (laughs) You like that? Yeah, because I can imagine it happening. (laughs) Like, Bing Crosby is like like an old curmudgeon. And I can imagine David Bowie going... All right. So uh, he showed up. <laughs> Goodbye. He showed no, up. he did it. I mean, they did the show. <laughs> and the duo intended to record a straightforward rendition of the Little Drummer Boy. However, Bowie balked at singing Little Drummer Boy. He said, I hate this song. I will sing something else. Then the music supervisors said that Bowie told him that Little Drummer Boy was not good for my voice. It does not showcase it well. So they found a piano in the basement and they started to write Peace on Earth as a counterpoint to Little Drummer Boy in just over an hour. Regarding the experience, it happened pretty rapidly. Bing started singing Little Drummer Boy and Bowie just started singing Peace on Earth and we just kind of went with it. Yeah, because they're singing two separate songs. Oh, interesting. At no. once. Oh, cool. And it worked. Have it's I like heard a that classic. version? 
I'm sure I have. See yeah, you, it's it's the only version that see you if hear. You, see if you I've can never it. heard this. See if you can find it. You've never heard the Bowie Crosby? Or Definitely Bing, not. What? Definitely not. Oh, yeah, this is a, this is a classic. This is a classic is a hunk classic? of crap. <laughs> it's, a, it's a hunk of crap. Yeah, I agree with that. And maybe that's why you don't like Little Drummer Boy. Yeah, because the song's nice. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Little Drummer Boy is fine. It's the David Bowie, Bing Crosby, Little Drummer Boy slash Peace on Earth. Let's hear it, let's hear it. Garbage. I got it right here. Uh, <laughs> wow, I'm so thrilled. See if you, is a video to go along with it? Uh, and I this can, is, I can wait, look and, up and the, the Peace on Earth thing is something that Bowie concocted in an hour. Him and the music, Him and the music supervisor. Not a previous song that he rearranged. No, they they, they wrote. I think, wow, I think they cool. Wrote okay, this. yeah, yeah. Now I'm excited. Oh, do you want the video instead of the here? I could get. You. Well, Let see me. if you can find the video because oh. I want the visual to go. I, along I got with it right here. Did he have the well, for moon, Did he so have close. the earring and all this stuff on? No, he he showed up in costume, and then you will see in this video, he is. Well, let's me use his piano I'm, when I'm around. He's not around, is he? I normal can as can be. I haven't seen him, but come on in. All right, I'm going to try and jump here to find the okay, actual jump. Presence tree. I mean, it's super cheese. Yeah, this is straight up. They told me, a newborn king to see. Our finest gifts we bring. Rump in my bum. Rump in my bum. Rump in my bum. Rump in my bum. Rump in Let's go to the album version because this is way different than the album version. I was say I've never heard that. Go for it. And, uh, okay, God. Sure it does. Okay. Key wise and everything. I mean, oh, that, key that wise. Works. I'm glad it's I garbage. Like, it like works in the, it, it, That yeah, song's turn, special turn in the, the key, key of for crap. the garbage can and throw it away. Yeah. I mean, the other thing was put me to sleep. At least that was a, a melody line that went. Somewhere. And you can you can love that song. Well, One of the only I, people on the planet well, I besides Bing Crosby's son. I didn't son. say I love it. I just said. Um, Who's still getting the residuals um, off? Yeah. Like Every interview is Big Crosby's son says. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Four to three years ago today, in 1979, Pink Floyd releases the album The Wall, selling six million copies in just two weeks. Be <laughs> Forty years ago, 1982, Michael Jackson puts out his sixth record, Thriller. It is still the second best-selling album of all time. 29 years ago, 1993, the NFL awards its 30th franchise to who? 1993. What year? The NFL Awards, its 30th franchise to... Nashville. Is it the Jaguars? Carolina. Are the Panthers? The Jaguars are born. Right. Yeah, that's when they were awarded. It was two years later yeah, when they made the Jaguars their are born 29 years ago today. What? Somebody just sent us this. It's literally shot for shot. <laughs> 
it's Will Ferrell and Will John Ferrell. <laughs> This is what I've seen in. Yeah, yeah. let, you're going to give us a curse. <laughs> oh, at, yeah, that's right. Never at, mind. Don't play it. It's uh, funny or die. Don't play it. Look at John C. Riley. <laughs> uh, it's on mute and I'm laughing. Wow. Is John C. Riley as Big Crosby? <laughs> yeah, dude, with it's, the hair. <laughs> I think it's, by the way, I think it's I think it's legit. I think it's for real them singing it. Okay. Gosh, if you want to roll it. All right. God. They're really selling this. Our newborn king to see. The finest gifts we bring. I like this version better. Oh, yes. Put that up on the uh, right. on the socials. Yeah, I'll wow. it crush that, dude. That's awesome. See, that version's fantastic. Dude, that's not so bad. That piece on Earth thing. Is neither a... one of them are cheesy. That's what all right. Eighteen years spice. ago today, in uh, two thousand four, Ken Jennings ended his seventy four game winning streak on Jeopardy. His uh, earnings on the show totaled an incredible three million twenty two thousand dollars, and uh, now he's a host. Mm -hmm. It got him somewhere. Yeah, and that's what happened back in the day. The Rizzuto Show. Crap on celebrities. All right, time to find out what's going on in the world of music and entertainment with your Crap on Celebrities. And it's all brought to you by Bright House Plumbing. Call the best, flush the rest, 636-600-0188. Clarence Gilliard, veteran actor, had roles in Die Hard, Matlock, Walker, Texas Ranger. Oh, yeah, you know this guy. Eventually, he became a theater professor and an author. He unfortunately has passed away. Uh, he was an African-American gentleman. He was best known, probably, I don't want to say best known, but most known from Walker, from, Texas Ranger. I remember from Die Hard. He was the computer guy in Die Hard. That right? was like his very first role, though, so not a whole lot of people. I never even... watched Walker, Texas Ranger. So he was, he he was got... the best Matlock investigator. Yep. He was really good as Conrad McMasters on Matlock and then Ranger James Trevette on Walker, Texas Ranger. But again, he was probably most known as the guy from Die Hard who was Hans Gruber's uh, cocky computer hacker. Uh, again, he then made his transition into primetime TV. He was 66. That, we don't know what he died from. We just know that he's been suffering from a long illness. But that's all we know. Again, 66 years old. Uh, some films need just to uh, be seen in the theaters, right? I mean, some of those movies we said before, like I think Independence Day was a movie that like you had to you see know, in the that's theaters. Why, that's why... Uh we like to see all the uh, the Marvel movies Marvel, in theaters yeah. because the sound, the big screen. They're made for the theater. I mean, these, these movies are made for the theater. Well, Top Gun Maverick is flying back into theaters for two weeks just in time for the holidays. It's being re-released. Go see it. It's being re-released in uh, select premium large formats in IMAX December 2nd through December 15th. They are saying that is so while your kids are on holiday break and things are, you can hit up the theaters. Uh, most people are saying that they're trying to get $1 billion in world. In Dude, world go see it, man. It's worth it. Especially I don't want to see it in the theater. Why? I just want to see it at home in the comfort just of my home. Just see it in the theater. What, what, what's the problem, man? Just release it. I thought they did release it. No, they're going no. to in December. I I think it's I think you it's can streaming. rent it. I think. Oh yeah, but it's like it's going to be something dollars. Yeah, but it's going to be released on Paramount or one of those. Twenty something dollars to rent? No, I don't think it's a rent. I think you got to buy it for twenty bucks or something like that. Like just, just, let, just let me rent it. Experience it like I did. I, I don't, I don't want to. Experience I don't wanna. like I did. <laughs> I don't know why. 
I want to see it. tires and light the fires. And I don't want to see it your way. Uh, so, again, that's December 2nd through December 15th. <laughs> uh, Will Smith finally gave us uh, a recollection of what happened at the Oscars when he slapped Chris Rock. He was on The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Uh, he said a couple things. Here's number one. I, mean, what is he, I, I haven't heard this, but what is he going to say? Like, that's why, I lost that's control why, and I slapped the crap out of him. That's why I said he said a couple things. He said this 15 times. Here's part one. That was a horrific night, uh, as you can imagine. You know, there's many nuances and... and complexities to it, you know. But at the end of the day, I just, I lost it, you know. Okay, and that's what happened. There we go, end of story. That's it. Now, Rock made a joke about Will's wife, Jada Pinkett-Smith, and the conversation happened right after that. Will did go on to say that he really upset one of his nephews who said, Uncle Will, why you slap him? But he did go on to finally say this to wrap up the interview. I was going through something that night, you know, and... Uh, not that that, you know, justifies my behavior yeah, at all. No, I would just say, and you know, you're asking, what did I learn? And it's that we just got to be nice to each other, man. You know, it's like, it's hard. And I guess the thing that was most painful for me is I took my heart and made it hard for other people. Okay. He owns it. Yep. So. Uh, I don't Kim, think there's any other way to spin it. There's not. Uh, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West have settled their divorce. Did you know that they were legally single, quote-unquote, back in March? Like the judge granted their divorce officially back in March. Well, they didn't work out the monitor. They didn't work out the stuff, but they did now. They are sharing joint custody of the kids and will have equal access to them. But it's likely they'll spend most of the time with Kim like they already do. Also, Kanye's going to pay some child support. He is going to pay... $200,000 a month. Yeah, boy. He will also be responsible for half of their security and educational needs. Neither of them are going to get spousal support. The division of their assets was already agreed to in their prenup. Kim and Kanye, this blew my mind. When did they start dating? Mm. Oh, man, I don't know. 2013. I'll tell you what. Uh... 2012. Oh. They were, mar- they were married for eight total years, together for 10. Do you find yourself not able to figure out times like, hey, when did this happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very bad at that. Yeah, I am too. I am too what for, year something happened? For, and for I'm, the most I'm part. super bad at that. Well, for, for me, there's a black hole between 2003 and 2008. Because, like, when, when he has a question, like, in 2003, who won the, the Golden Globe? I was touring in a van or a bus yeah, no, for I so that, many I years. It was just a black hole. I have no idea what happened on the planet around me. I have a problem with the 2010s. Like, what happened what year? Um, All kind of blends together. Yeah, my only problem is 1988. Mm. That whole year, I don't remember <laughs> any of it. But otherwise, pretty good. Uh, Top Gun Maverick, apparently $10 to buy, $5 to rent on Vudu, uh, but it is also available outside of the theater if you just want to stay at home and watch it. Tweet. Um, hey, uh, back to Somebody the also did just email and say, stop being a wussy. They did not use that word, and they said, go see it in the theater. Go see it yeah, in the yeah. theater. Okay, you're right. <laughs> I, I know you're right. Thanks for getting my email. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're right. Hey, back to the 200000 a month. Like that. I mean, that's an ungodly. 200000 That's what I said. Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, that's that's yeah. what I was thinking. Um, that is an ungodly amount of money, but, I mean, if you think about it, this guy says he's worth 4 to $6 billion. And she's worth, she's worth a lot. But I'm just saying, like, as far as as far as what he says his worth is, two hundred thousand a month ain't that bad. Yeah, but the problem is he's 
I don't know how much business he's lost in the last couple of months. A lot. Yeah, it's a ton. I'm just saying. He says he's valued at $6 billion or yeah, something, whatever it is. Well. <laughs> Hope he's got it saved. Wow. Uh, Adam's Family spinoff series Wednesday, which Riz is absolutely in love with and get, trying to get us to watch. Yeah, I'm just quote, saying, I, want to I don't want I don't want to be the only one to watch well, this. Well, I want to talk about it with people. You said, I want to talk about it. It broke a record. It generated the most views in a single week for any English language series in Netflix history. And that's even more than Stranger Things 4. Mind you, I've only seen one episode. Yeah, that's, I mean, dude, that's more than Stranger Things 4. This thing blew it out of the water. Uh, And tell me if I'm wrong for those of you who have watched Wednesday. So, Luis Gomez, you know what I'm talking about? Mm Mm-hmm. Is it Luis or Luis? It's guys in everything. Luis Guzman. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah. Mira, Mira, Mira. That guy, the, the, uh, you talking about uh, uh, oh, he, Jacopo. He's in a yeah. thousand things. He's Jacopo. He's in the movie Waiting. He's the guy that gives him the tour. If you need like a that short Mexican greatest. guy who's yeah. like the sidekick or just a- He's in Boogie Nights. Yeah, Boogie, Boogie Nights. Nights. He's in- so he is Gomez Adams in this. Yes. He's terrible. Oh, he's terrible? terrible. Oh, I'm sorry. Say no more. It is not a great Gomez Adams. And I like that guy as an actor. Because Gomez Adams is supposed to be cool. Right? Like, he's supposed to be cool and chill and awesome. Yeah, but the whole thing is playing everything a little bit uh, left of center, is it not? Okay, Catherine Zeta-Jones is Morticia. Amazing. The girl who plays Wednesday, amazing. Uh, Mr. Adams is not good. Do you think he's playing it wrong, or do you think they built the character I think it's cast wrong. Oh, Oh, really? I think it's cast wrong. Oh, no. No, Jacopo. Oh, man. I think it's cast wrong. Uh, okay, I want to ask you this question because we have heard from different people uh, different answers regarding this celebrity. Simon Cowell, the year is 2002, American Idol debuts. On screen, he is known as a jerk, okay, because he is, you're terrible, get out, do you think this is real, we don't like you, blah, blah. He is the first person on TV that we really see to be like a critical, mean, quote unquote, judge. He was the mean judge, yeah. Is that his real life persona back in 2002, off the show too? Vermonta here is a very nice man. That's not the question I asked. Was his, him being a jerk to the contestants and everything, off the air, on the set, 2002, American so I Idol, is it the same or not? he was just being honest. Well, the head or the former head of Fox's reality TV division says all of that was an act. In really? all other shows before him, everyone was polite, nice. I knew that being mean was going to be his thing. And Simon, to his credit, said he was willing to do anything. So when we said to him, hey, man, we want you to be the strict, mean, almost borderline rude judge, he said, okay. And he turned it into a... Massive career. Multi, multi, multi-million dollar empire. And they say, if you watch Britain's Got Talent or America's Got Talent now where he's much nicer, still critical, but nicer, that's how he pretty much usually is. Mm. Like, that's kind of how he went into American Idol preparing he to was. do, but they they tweaked well, it. Well, do you remember those first couple seasons of American Idol? They really, like, focused on the band. That's auditions. all it was. It was up until about season five when they started kind of dropping that out a little bit. Like, after William Hung, that season, and remember the pants on the ground guy? After all that, oh, yeah. they went... We're gonna make this legit, and that's what, what people the, started watching. Who was the, uh, the Indian kid that went through like far? Uh, what was his name? Uh, Sanjaya. Oh, terrible. Or whatever singer. his name oh, was. Remember him? Right. He went pretty Sandaya. far in the competition. No, Sanjaya. Sanjaya. It was him and his sister. Both went through. Yeah. Then his sister right. got eliminated, and then he was there because the internet went. Ha! We're gonna make this kid go through. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
Uh, Saturday Night Live is going to be closing out 2022 with some pretty big shows. NBC revealed its lineup for the final episodes, and you will see some familiar faces. For example, uh, Steve Martin and Martin Short will co-host December 10th. Wow. They're the coming to them. town. They're coming here. They're doing a show yep. at Stiefel. When awesome. is that? I, I, we got to go to that. I'll tell you what, that, that, ladies and gentlemen, if that is a weekday, we're taking the next I day. thought we looked. I thought it was a Sunday or a Saturday. Let's see. Martin. If it's a Sunday, we're taking Monday off. That's, uh, I will do that for that. It is, day. let's see here. What day is June 3rd, 2023? Let's see. I'm right there. June 3rd is it? Damn it, Saturday. All right. We're back here Monday. Damn it. <laughs> I'm not going. Uh, anyway. You would go to see that? I would not. Oh, oh, you have no interest in that? Zero. Oh, man. 100%. Yeah, I'm I, I, I mean, I like Steve Martin. I like Martin Short. I don't but think that's together, for me. you just don't. I don't think that's for me. That, that, whatever even that variety show that, is. Even to say that, hey, I was there. That that hell's that that hell's nothing for you? No, unfortunately not. Um, on uh, December seventeenth, it'll have uh, the dude from Elvis, that Elvis movie, uh, Austin Butler, and the Yeah Yeah Yeahs will perform. Now, how many times have double hosts appeared on Saturday Night Live? Can you think of any other time? Two hosts uh, at once. Uh, one of the Olsen twins ever did, or something. Like yeah, I don't know. Tina Fey and Amy Poehler back in 2015. Other past pairings include Peter Cook and Dudley Moore, Danny DeVito and Rhea Perlman, Mr. T and Hulk Hogan co-hosted, oh, wow. Jessica awesome. Simpson and Nick Lachey, and Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. All right. Dang, Dang. Well done. Thank you. Uh, the first trailer for the Super Mario Brothers movie was better than it, than it had any right to be. A lot of people were kind of like, is this going to be good? Is this going to be bad? I'm not interested in if you liked Chris Pratt's Mario voice or not, but the new trailer that just dropped makes me very interested in this movie. You see Princess Peach, you see Luigi, Donkey Kong, but there are two big things here that everybody is taking away. Can I, because I, I watched it, can I tell you what they are? Two things, go. And I was, I was like, whoa, uh, Mario Kart. <laughs> Mario Kart is in the movie, that's what? number one. Yep. And um, some of the, uh, some of the, Obstacles that he runs through in the game are in, like the in which yeah game? that's not people people are more more the fireballs people are more excited about the fact that Mario is going to say some key catchphrases like let's go and wahoo <laughs> oh, really? they're like really like thank God they're le like the game purists are like if you didn't put that in the game in the movie we wouldn't have seen the like movie. you know like the spinning balls of fire that go around the yeah. blocks the big yeah. the, where there's like four yeah, yeah. those are in it. Like, also, his tan, tan, tan door, whatever the suit is that makes him fly. Oh, like that's the in it. suit. What? That's in it. That's awesome. Yeah, it so, looks amazing. The trailer's great. There's a little piece of audio if you want to play it. Not sure if you know who I am, but I'm about to rule the world. Bowser is coming. Together, we are going to stop that monster. Come on, Mario. Our big adventure begins now. They're all counting on us. Right here. No pressure. Oh, that was right after that where he goes, wahoo, or whatever it is. So it's people like, are upset that Chris Pratt doesn't sound like Mario? They're saying that the voice does not fit, which I don't know. They're like, Chris Pratt doing this Italian accent is very offensive and doesn't make sense. It doesn't do justice to Mario. Who cares, man? It's cartoons. It's going to be cool. Does he do an Italian accent? He goes, the, the trailer before had him going, 
it's me, Mario. And people are like, oh boy, that sounds like he's doing a really bad Italian accent. But that's what the game sounds like. Yeah. I mean, if man, you can object on, there, like, you have to object to all of it. Of course. Of course. Just, Wild. I will say, man, so, we unexpectedly loved the Sonic movies. Sonic movies, Sonic are, movies great. are great, I, man. I can't wait to watch this with the kids, dude. Sonic movies, great. Uh, Forbes magazine released its annual 30 under 30 list of the most influential young people. It's actually a 600 under 30 list because they chose 30 people in 20 different categories. The cover girl is Megan the Stallion. I'm going to run through some highlights here. There's a lot of people you've never heard of. I've so never heard 30, of. The, the 30 under 30. 30 under 30, yes. Yeah. So, uh, again, it's it's way more than that. But uh, under art and style, Haley Bieber. Was honored. Uh, Hollywood Entertainment, they got Sydney Sweeney, um, also Sadie Sink from Stranger Things, dancer Maddie Ziegler, she's in there. Uh, music, uh, 24 Karat Golden, he's in there. Madison Beer, also in I there. I don't know any of these people. I know. Uh, sports, Sixer Center Joel Embiid, Rams cornerback Jalen Ramsey, New York Liberty Guard Sabrina Ion- Ionescu. The list goes on, man. I think we're starting to get to that age where we are kind of out of touch. The full list is up on the blog for you to check out. Uh, Metallica. What was their thing? They never used to let people use their music pretty much ever, right? Oh, like license it out? Correct. Commercials and movies and stuff. Right. Now. Wait, wait, wait. Let me guess. Now, seeing that they're more uh, relevant uh, than ever and getting more spins because of the Stranger Things tie, now they're saying, please, use our music music. everywhere. (laughs) Lars, in a recent interview, said, you know what? This is stupid. Why are we hanging on to these songs like they're so important, like they're crown jewels? We started saying yes to everything. Let's share our music with the world. He also said the band was incredibly shocked to see what a hit Master of the Puppets was after being on Stranger Things. Quote, it was such a mind to see how how it became a phenomenon. It was unexpected. Who would have thought 40 years later that these songs could still have that impact? We are psyched to be part of it. Well, yeah, they (laughs) gained an incredible amount of uh, money. Yeah. From especially the Stranger Things thing. But I'm sure they didn't realize how big it would be. It became a such a cultural yep. thing. Yeah, massive. You're right. For a uh, couple weeks. It has been a minute since we have heard from Mr. No Shoes, No Shirt, No Problem himself, Kenny Chesney. And he has not released new music in a long time. So this is promising. He shared a photo of himself overlooking a beach and, capt- and captioned it, California dreaming on such a winter's day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He then said, out here writing songs and thinking about next year's tour. That makes me happy. Uh, his last album came out in 2020. Uh, I found this very interesting. Uh, just days after Journey guitarist Neil Sean filed a lawsuit against his own bandmate, Jonathan Kane, accusing the keyboardist of restricting him from the band's credit card account. Okay? That's what this argument is. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break it down. There's a Journey credit card. And Neil Sean is suing the keyboardist, saying, you can no longer use that credit card. So there is a Journey credit card. Correct. <laughs> so... So, Neil Sean said, you can't use that. No more. Stop it. Are you abusing the Journey credit card? Neil Sean now said, you can't use that. Just two days after, the keyboardist said, Neil Sean is abusing the hell out of this credit card. So they are just going back and forth at it. So the two established an LLC in the late 90s to handle the band's uh, business at 50-50 ownership. And according to Sean, the keyboardist later set up an Amex card in his name only and never told Neil Sean about it. So now the lawyers say that they don't want to sue, but every time Kane says he'll grant a permission, he never does. And then he always says, oh, something's going on. Does this seem pretty petty for such a, 
an organization? Yes. You think so? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, th- you think the, you know, the the Journey brand makes hey, a lot of money. And here's what's even. And they're, they're being pretty petty over something so small. Here's what's even funnier about this. So, the keyboardist says, no, 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 no. That's not true. He has full access to it. The reason he wants to sue is so he can have complete access, so he can increase his spending limit because he's the one that's racked up all the charges. <laughs> there, it's a mess over at the Journey Camp, guys. When you, when <laughs> it's you a have, mess. When you have one of those, it does have a particular name. It has to have a name on it. It has the business name right. and then a name. Yeah. yeah. And here's the funny thing. So a court date is set for March. Uh, for March. That is a month after they go back on this tour. <laughs> so they're going to be at to, on tour with each other, suing each other in court. Neil Sean, Man. according to the internet, is worth $40 million. Yeah, but they, they need an increase in this uh, spending limit on this Amex. This says he's worth $105 million. Unbelievable, right? Can we get a Risho credit card? The other thing that's interesting about that is that the, the reason they do that is because Amex has to have someone's credit attached to it. Right? Isn't that, isn't that the thing? Because when... When our bands have had that, that, that's that's what it was. Whoever wanted to have their, their credit attached to it had the name so. on the card. But it was a band business card. Yeah, that's I don't wild. know. What a weird thing to argue over. Well, before Neil Sean was worth 40 to $150 million, he probably had a job like us regular folk, right? He probably worked in retail or probably worked as a landscaper at some point. And by the way, the keyboardist for, for Journey... Is worth thirty million dollars. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Dang. So what? BuzzFeed well, put together fifty percent of the brand. Yeah. BuzzFeed put together this list of surprising jobs that celebrity had, uh, celebrities had before they were famous. I was trying to think of some way I could put this into a game or whatever, but I'm just going to read these off. Sure. Okay. Um, Lucy Liu worked as an aerobics aerobics instructor, a secretary, and a hostess before she broke into the business. Uh, Matthew McConaughey. He spent a year in Australia as an exchange student where he would clean chicken coops. Wow. Uh, Ashton Kutcher. We all know he was a model. That's how we kind of got his start. But he worked in a cereal factory sweeping Cheerio dust at some point. He also skinned deer in a butcher shop as well. Sweeping Cheerio dust. Yeah. Christopher Walken. Uh, this is a famous one. When he was 16 years old. Is he a lion tamer? He was a lion tamer trainee. That's what wow. he wanted to do. Uh, this celebrity sold peanuts and sodas at a baseball stadium when he was 14 years old. Tom Hanks. Huh. You guys ever talked to your parents about what their like super teenage early uh, jobs were? My dad drove around a Mr. Frost or Mr. Mr. Something. Mr. Softy. Mr. Softy truck, the soft serve ice cream truck. My dad drove no that around. Way. Wow. My dad- I, I don't think it was Mr. Softy, and he's probably screaming at the radio right now, going, "That was Twisty Freeze or whatever." The My dad was called. a pin setter. Oh, at the bowling, bowling alley. alley? Red. Cool. Yeah, yeah, my dad picked cotton. Uh, this woman, Megan Fox, worked at a smoothie shop in Florida where she had to dress up as a giant banana. Mm. Oh, that was hilarious. Uh, Gabourey Sidibe, she was a phone sex operator for three years before she got the job as Precious. No way. Yeah. Wasn't she a kid when she was in Precious? No, I think she was like 20. 21. Oh, really? Yeah, she wasn't a kid. You, are you thinking of the same one? The, the heavy set lady? Yeah, I thought she, I thought she, I thought played she was a older. kid in that movie. I think she played the daughter. Oh. Uh, Taylor Swift, her family lived on a Christmas tree farm growing up, and her job was to pick the praying mantis pods off of the trees so they wouldn't hatch inside of people's homes, which is disgusting. And finally, 
<laughs> this woman worked as a morgue beautician after seeing an ad in the paper. She also was a licensed beautician for living people as well. Whoopi Goldberg. Oh. oh man, I knew that. Yep, she was a morgue beautician before she became That's a right. famous actress. You can it. see the full list up on the blog uh, at 1057thepoint.com slash Riz. Celebrities celebrating a birthday today, the Norwegian chess grandmaster, who is reigning five-time world chess champion, one of the greatest chess players of all time. He was the one who lost here in St. Louis uh, and accused his opponent of having something, you know... Up there, uh, that was helping him. The guy uh, snapped this dude's 53 game winning streak. Magnus Carlson is 32. Big Bang Theory actress Kaylee Cuoco is 37. The bravest person on, in, in the world, and Riz's absolute famous, uh, our favorite celebrity. Chris so Mayer. brave. Chrissy Teigen is 37. <laughs> Best known as Kim Bauer from 24. Darcy Goldberg from Old School, and Danielle from The Girl ne- Next Door. Alicia Cuthbert. Gorgeous. Uh, Gorgeous in real life. Gorgeous. She's 40. Am I right, guys? Clay Aiken is 44. Ben Stiller is 57. Bo Jackson, the GOAT, is 60. Billy Idol is 67. Inigo Montoya in The Princess Bride. And Saul on the show Homeland. Mandy Patinkin is 70. And director Woody Allen. How old do you think Woody Allen is? He's old. 82. I I think he's older. I think he's close to 90. 89. 87 years old. Yep. Uh, Riz, before you do the birthdays, just to let everybody know, your Spotify wrapped hit today. (gasps) So I'll have all those stats tomorrow. I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) You're really excited, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, today's porno birthday, which is being brought to you by Patricia's more fun and fantasy meet, is Shannon Kelly. And today's birthday girl has been in 189 fine films, including Attack That Ass, Casting Couch Cougars, Elegant and Nasty, Mendingo's Rampage, Minivan Moms 2, The Sexual Exploits of Jean Valjean, and who could forget her role in 2006's Your Mom's a Slut and She Takes It in the... <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Part 2. Uh, Shannon <laughs> Kelly is 42 years old. That's your porno birthday. Those are your crappy birthdays, and that was your crap on celebrities. The Rizzuto Show. Traffic and weather. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back with uh, some of your emails. Don't forget, we'll talk to Chris Kerber in just a little bit, and we will make our Thriller Fake Picks. It's time to eat like a king. That's why you need to head over to Heavy Smoke Barbecue and eat like a king. That's right. you got to try my sandwich, the King Scott sandwich, and it's absolutely amazing. I mean, it's sliced brisket, pulled pork, queso, white sauce, and smoky applesauce served on a pretzel bun. Chris over there at Heavy Smoke has outdone himself. He's made this sandwich absolutely delicious. It's a masterpiece. you got to give it a try. And in fact, a ton of you have. That's the reason it's on the menu now, and it's staying on the menu permanently thanks to all you. Again, thank you for going to Heavy Smoke. They're the only two-time world barbecue champions in St. Louis, so it's absolutely incredible to be a part of this and to have something uh, named over there with the best barbecue in the entire world right here in our backyard. It's very awesome. So go visit the amazing folks over at Heavy Smoke Barbecue, or you can order online at heavysmokebbq.com and check them out for catering as well. They have an incredible cater. They will come up with a custom plan just for you. So go to heavysmokebbq.com or head over to Heavy Smoke Barbecue. That's heavysmokebbq.com. If you are suffering from facial pain, drainage, pressure, you're tired all the time, it's time to take control. It's time to figure out what's going on with you. Take action 
by making a phone call to St. Louis Sinus Center. With their balloon sinus dilation procedure, it's easier than going to the dentist and is proven to be as effective as traditional sinus surgery. Not to mention that traditional surgery, it's very painful. Take control. 314-4-RELIEF. That's 314-4-RELIEF or stlsinuscenter.com. Don't be complacent. Make the call. Make a change because there's an option for you. Feel better and have a better quality of life. This is Whitney Cummings, and you're listening to The Rizzuto Show. Happy birthday, Riz. I love you. You hear about this uh, this prank this guy pulled? He uh, is a New York guy. He he added an unopened block of cheese to his work fridge for a month. So you open up every day. You open up the fridge and put a block of cheese in there. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> What's the purpose? Uh, in the first of his videos, there's about 15 blocks of cheese in the fridge, all just stacked in the corner. And he was wondering when somebody was going to say something about the accumulating cheese. This is uh, what type of office? I'm, I'm curious. It, it, you don't know. Because like, if that happened here, nobody would say anything because everyone would assume uh, somebody's doing some weird thing with some cheese. Some stupid radio something. bit. Yeah. yeah. Right? Some wacky morning show radio bit. Right. Mm-hmm. Where the guys need as much cheese as possible. We know how Remy loves cheese. Now. Loves oh, cheese. Oh, man. I can see the cheese. He I loves can... coral and cheese. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can see the fridge being just filled with cheese. So every day for a month, he would put this block of cheese in. Uh, and he was about to add his deli block of cheese one day and found all the cheese gone. Whoa. Yep. With the note saying, I saw your video. The cheese is mine now. Oh, I see. I like it. That was like $100 worth of cheese. And that's my whole thing. This is a pretty expensive <laughs> prank. 30 days worth of cheese. Yeah. Here's the thing. If he's if he's pranking the office, well, you can't argue if somebody pranks you back. That's right. Takes your yeah. cheese. And, and he is working in an office, so you know he's got money. Anyone yeah, yeah, he's in an office, office has yeah. money. Yeah. Got money. All the money he needs. A uh, new survey found uh, just how much Americans love their snacks. And uh, 54% agree with the uh, with the statement, I'd do anything to enjoy my favorite food. And over half say they'd give up their vacation days or social media to order in order to enjoy their favorite food every single day. Now, here's the thing. They'd give it all up to enjoy their favorite food. What if their favorite food wasn't yours? One in three people admit to stealing a co-worker's food out of the office fridge. Oh, Never. One in three people. Never in a million years have I done it. So we could line three people up, and one of you is, is stealing food out of the fridge. That's not yours. I predict it's you, Riz. Oh. I don't even open that thing. <laughs> I don't want to know what's in there. I have no no desire to find out what's in there. There's a bottle of mustard from a company lunch in 2016. All I know is... That nine times out of ten, when you when you open an office fridge, like a, a commissary fridge, the smell is going to be terrible. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And I don't, I, as somebody with super smell, I don't want that. That's a smell that lasts. Again, and stays with you. Depends on the office. And something like this, like our fridge, bound to be disastrous because there's food being delivered, or, mm-hmm. or, or you know, I mean, and it's so easy to forget because you, you put it in there and then you're doing your gig for five, four or five hours. You can't go over there. There's stuff forgotten in there weekly, so it smells. It I mean, smells I've bad. I've forgotten stuff in the freezer. I, we still have stuff in the freezer. I bet you. I bet you there's some pizza or ice cream or something. Yeah, I took, well, I bought bought pizzas from uh, a charity thing for Tony's daughter. Mm -hmm. 
And it was in there for like two weeks. Yeah, nobody, to- nobody took I, it. Until I took it. Yeah. I mean, it had my name on it and everything. I'm willing to bet you. Mm, uh, they, I think they did clean it out not long ago. Every, and they're good here. Like, every once in a while, there'll be an email they're great that comes them. out. It yeah. goes, hey, take your crap out of the fridge because we're cleaning it. That needs to be a thing at every office. Monthly? Yeah. I think so. I think so, too. I think monthly is good. First Monday of every month. That should be a day set aside to clean the office fridge. Yeah. That should be standard at pretty much every office. And who's going to be responsible? Hmm. You know what? It's one of those lists, a chore list, and it changes every month. Yep. Mm -hmm. Riz, you're February. First Monday of February, clean the fridge. I, no, I'm not going to. You know why? Because I don't put anything in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, aren't you a team player? Not when it comes to the fridge. Well, see, he doesn't have to worry about it. If you don't open it, you don't have to smell anything, so you're o- fine. Only when I want to oh, be. Oh, <laughs> God. Gross. Gross. And uh, finally, as far as food news goes, uh, have you ever heard of the the legend of the McGold card? McGold yeah. card? No. Which no. grants cardholders free McDonald's for life. Supposedly, Bill Gates has one. Rob Lowe has one. It's like a credit card. I got uh, yeah. That you give to any McDonald's anywhere in the world, and you get free food for life. Okay, that sounds cool. And McDonald's gave away a version of it in a sweepstakes a couple years back. Now McDonald's is offering up a dozen of them, and you actually have a shot at it. McDonald's says three people will will get uh, three people will get four McGold cards. One for you. And one for three of your friends. It's part of a new season of sharing promotion, SZN, a promotion which is happening on their app through December 5th uh, or from December 5th through Christmas. Uh, there'll be uh, daily deals on food and merch orders you make through the app. And the gold card winners will be chosen among the participants. And they say every day you order through the app, you could earn another chance to win. And there are some limits on the McGold card. Technically, it only covers two free meals per week for 50 years, which should be plenty. <laughs> I think so. Two free meals per uh, week for 50 week. years. Okay, yeah, that's more than enough. Uh, the winners will be notified in early January, and they'll have to uh, designate the three friends to get the other cor- uh, to get the cards at, the, at that point. Uh, the cards will be connected to the friends' names and loyalty accounts, so you're not going to be able to sell them. And they're saying the value of this thing is $1,040 a year for okay. 50 years. I'm curious, if you and your friends... Two times a week, go there and get your free meals. What does that? What does that? How does how does that work with the franchise owner? Does the franchise, you know, like if it's let's say it's my particular McDonald's, all five of you are coming to. Interesting. Am I getting reimbursed I'm for sure all it's a the write off? Yeah, I'm. I'm just curious. I wonder how that works. Yeah, I don't know. It's a heck of a promotion. Heck of a promotion. But I, but I don't know if that McGold card is a real thing, like for real. Like Bill Gates has a card. Yeah. What the hell does he need a card for? <laughs> the hell does he need free anything? I still got my gold Starbucks card. Ooh. Does that work for something? It used to. It's got my name on it. They used to send you one if you had enough. If you spent enough with them. Was that one? I don't know what yeah. it was. I, I forgot. But, I mean, you know, we were there all the time because we were traveling. And Starbucks, was, we called it the embassy because you always knew what you were going to get. No matter what country, you're like, oh, cool, Starbucks. I know what yeah. I'm going to go get. And uh, they sent you, back in the day, this is a long time ago, but they would send you a gold card with your name on it. 
and it got you whatever it was, free pump of vanilla or some crap. Yeah, I forgot what. All right, free pump of vanilla. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't that, but it was it was like you know free this or free refills or something. I mean, it was pretty. It was a, it was a lucrative deal. Uh, all right, let's get to uh, some of your emails. Riz Show at 1057thepoint.com. But it was cool having a gold card, yes. is what I'm saying. Your emails are all brought to you by Scrapmart Metals Recycling. Recycle your old metal responsibly at one of the three locations. Uh, hey, guys, love the show. Just wanted to send a quick message letting you know that your gal pal, Nikki Glazer, is spreading false lies on a podcast. <gasps> what? what? The podcast is called Girls Gotta Eat. And listen to the episode from August 7th. At timestamp 43 minutes, 55 seconds in, okay. she says that her boyfriend works for the number one radio show in St. Louis. So, which one of you guys are dating her? Anybody secretly dating Nikki Glazer? Because... Not it. If she says she's dating somebody from the number one morning show in St. Louis... I'm that's not going to say anything. I don't want my else. wife to get mad. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's assume it's Scott. Okay. Must be. Scott. And you've held on to that secret pretty well. Thank yeah. you. Thank I had you. no yeah. idea. Yeah, it's, I've felt <laughs> it so secret or so close to me that I, I did never even Well, I see him drawing on his notebook all the time. I heart Nikki Glaser. Yeah, I guess <laughs> <Yeah>. so. <laughs> I I'm sure she's referring to Courtney down the hall. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm thinking, too. Well, maybe she meant the number one morning show nope. over there. Yeah. Uh, the number one area? morning show on the arch. Which yes, that is true. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the number one morning show played on the on the one hundred six five frequency. Yep, that now that. Yep. You got no, it. That's true. You guys are right. Good job. Yeah. Uh, so her, are they even dating anymore, Chris? Chris I think Condi so. Over there, I have no she didn't idea. deny it when you asked her about it. Well, did I? A, did I ask her? I, I meant oh, to ask her. You I'm said in a, it. I'm in a band now with Tim, and I and I said that, and he goes, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just gave me the, uh, I don't know. All right. I don't know. Uh, next. <laughs> uh, two years ago, I smoked a turkey. Good for you. Wow, oh, that's, that's bad on the seems, lungs. Yeah, it seems to be a dangerous Me habit. being a degenerate, divorced father, <laughs> I left it in my fridge for two weeks. After the two weeks, I got my seven-year-old for the weekend. I woke up Saturday morning to find him at the dining room table chowing down on that pile of two-week-old smoked turkey. Oh, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah, I yeah. panicked, so much so that I called poison control to see what I should do. She said that the fact that it was smoked probably meant it wasn't bad yet. My son said it was delicious, so the rest of the day I made him sit with a popcorn puke bowl, and dude never got <laughs> sick, but that would have been a definite nice conversation with his mother. Uh, well, what seven-year-old goes in the fridge and just grabs food? Every one of them. My kids never did. <laughs> what? Well, you my, kids never went, my kids never went in the fridge to just grab food on their own. They always asked, always. And it was never anything like, you need to ask. They just did. Yeah, I guess mine did too, or they still do. They would go in the pantry and grab like a... Like a right, right, like a bar of, of something. Candy of some kind, but never the fridge. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess there was nothing in my parents' fridge anyway, so there's nothing to grab, but... Well, especially like random, like, I'm just going to eat this random meat. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're playing outside or whatever, and it's not like a lunch thing, let, let's say it's summer, and you're hungry, you run in and make a sandwich real fast. And a seven-year-old, huh? Okay, seven years, seven years old, pretty young. I understand what you're saying. That's yeah. Well, that's... I'm glad the kid's okay. Yeah. Hope you quit smoking turkeys. <laughs> yeah, man. Get you super. They're all the kids now are just smoking turkeys. Yeah, bro. They quit vaping. Now they're just smoking turkeys. Yeah, Typical all, kids, all, right? Typical all, kids. All about that tryptophan, yeah. Uh -huh. Woo! 
Typical next. kids. Gavel, gavel. I was listening to Monday's show. You guys were talking about Metallica donating to a local college. Well, the college that they donated to was East Central College Out in, in Union. Union. Yep, that's right. They donated $100,000 to the school, and they will be using that money for scholarships and advanced manufacturing program, including welding, HVAC, precision machining, and manufacturing. Yeah, they have a charity called uh, All Within My Hands, and they mm-hmm. donate money to uh, uh, colleges and have, like, trade programs. Awesome. See, I knew it was uh, somewhere here in the area. That's, That's awesome. Cool. That's awesome. Uh, next. Uh, best advice I've ever been given was do not play Monopoly with the people that you love. <laughs> <laughs> never go into business with friends. Because it yeah, never, ends, never ends well. That's funny. Well, Where there is? was a story yesterday of a you know, Monopoly, family Ooh. Monopoly game going out of control and... A guy pulling, a family member pulling out a gun, like chasing his family down the street. Yeah, terrifying. We still don't know what particular thing set this gentleman off. Yeah, mm-hmm. my brother tried to stab me with a schnauzer. Yeah, it happens. That's why you. That's right. Never play Monopoly with family members. Did they get rid of the schnauzer? Was I that think the, the dog. I think yeah. so. They put it down. Mm, they put down uh, the schnauzer. Hmm. We got hit by the wheelbarrow. And that was <laughs> a wheelbarrow. There's a wheelbarrow. Yeah, I don't that's what that was. Oh one. yeah, I think that was the first one to get lost all the time. The wheelbarrow? Yeah, no, was, everybody wanted to be the thimble or the uh, or the race car. Race car was yeah. that yeah. was the race car backed over the schnauzer. Oh or no, the, the top boot. hat. Oh, I want to be the top hat. No one wanted to be the boot. <laughs> oh yeah, the boot was pretty tight. And the yeah, the battleship. The battleship is the one. I'm not sure. I remember that. And the horse. What are the classic? Because they, the they added ones? a ca- they added a cat. Right? I gotcha. Classic what are the classic Monopoly, Monopoly pieces? pieces? The, the classic thimble? Monopoly pieces are the top hat, uh-huh. the thimble, the iron, the boot, iron, yeah, the, the battleship, the cannon, the race car, and the purse. Oh, the, the iron, boot, battleship, cannon, and purse have all been retired. Oh, the... I don't remember the purse. I remember the iron. But that was that was standard. I, you, I remember the cannon. The cannon did not look like a cannon. What did it look like? I mean... Oh, that's right. Like See, that's, yeah, awesome. that one was cool. Dude. And that was the one that had the horse and rider as well. Yeah. That one was awesome. Rocking horse was... Uh, Rocking? That was retired in the 50s. <laughs> Lantern retired in the 50s. Lantern, that's Scotty cool. Dog, still there. Oh, it's a Scotty Wheelbarrow, Scotty, yeah. wheelbarrow a retired in 2017 with the thimble in the boot. Horse and rider retired in the 50s. They retired? Sack of Money retired in 1999. Oh, no, I'm sorry. In 1999, the Sack of Money was added and then retired two years later. The thimble should never. The thimble should never be retired. Never. Yep. Here are some that have been rejected. Uh, The helicopter, the acoustic guitar, the diamond ring, and the robot. The robot. That'd That'd be be cool. cool. Yeah. But Mm. you can't get a Monopoly in electronics. Hmm. Man, a thimble. That's, How are you going to... I refuse to play now. Next. Uh, I understand Tony was firm for three and five on Monday, but fair? You guys tore apart every answer the guy gave for three places that are always warm. If you're looking to make the beach wrong, are there even three acceptable answers? The desert gets cold at night and hot as hell during the day. Anyway, love the show. I can't wait to see you okay. guys at the Toast yes, of there Jeff. Are, there are three acceptable answers. The question Place was... Places that are always warm. Yes, name three places that are always warm. The sun, always warm. Mm-hmm. My Lava. Ar- my armpit. Lava. A hot spring. Always warm. A In- hot bath In- is always warm. Inside of a volcano. A turned on oven. The core of the earth, you know, as of now. <laughs> yeah. There Standing are on the equator. 
Always warm. Yep. Riz's love for me. <laughs> Always hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, Toasted Jeff happening on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tuesday over at the pageant. Uh, Riz Show and Friends. Uh, some of our friends that will be playing music will be uh, Moon's Band, Greek Fire, Blue October, The Urge, Cavo, Modern Day Zero. We'll have some special guests. We'll play some games on stage. Proceeds benefit Kids Rock Cancer and uh, Jeff's family. We do have a hotel special. Yep, I've got it right now. If you are interested, go ahead. At Moonrise, if you which go to right Moonrise, which is right next door to the pageant, all you have to do is type in weirdo in the promo section and then, uh, you know, make sure you click the date, check in is the 6th, check out is the 7th. Then you type in weirdo and you're able to get your room at a discounted rate. How about that? That's, That's awesome. At Moonrise. That's great. That's a nice hotel. And they say they say the discount is live right now. I mean, you could go and get it for those that date and dates as you get like closer to the holidays go up. So this is saving you money. Yeah, this is so saving you a good chunk of change. Weirdo, if you want to get a room for that night at the Moonrise, which is right next door, yeah, it's awesome. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. What a what bargain! A bargain. Mm. Okay. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna do it right now. Just just. Uh, I'm doing it right now just to see if it were all good, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you're good here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> like a good, good discount. A superior king room for what it would cost you to get a normal twin size room. Whoa. All right. So you're good. Oh, that's, Thank you. that's superior. Uh, next uh, question for Tony. Why do you always call yourself negative stuff in the past? When I was a disgusting mess, when I was a big bully yuck, I get you had issues back then. Hell, I'm a big guy myself, but it feels like you genuinely hate the old you and react negatively to it when referencing yourself. Just curious why you come down so hard on Big Patrico, still a part of you, but just smaller. Uh, it's because, uh, I hated myself back then and I was a big bucket of yuck. I was over 400 pounds and an absolute disaster and a mess. Mentally, physically, emotionally, everything. I sucked back Spiritually. then. Spiritually. Dude, I sucked back then. I did not like who I was back then. I faked it. Everybody thought I was the happy guy, but I faked it and I hated it. I'm much happier now. Much happier guy. Despite what it may seem sometimes on the radio, I'm a very happy person now. That's why. That should be reason enough. You do you, man. You yeah. do you. Guess what? When I say, oh my God, I was a big old... Bucket of yuck back then. That's the way you felt. Clocking it at 4.04 and not, literally, I, I've i said multiple times on the show that I did not care how I appeared. Did not care. No no concern what you thought, what you thought, what you thought, didn't care. In reality, I did, but I acted like I didn't. Mm. So, different person. I grew a little bit. Well, and shrug. glad you're happy now. Next. Thanks, man. <laughs> Uh, what should be the rule on movies and spoilers? Like, for example, Marvel movies. What's the rule when it comes to spoilers? The rule is until I see the movie. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yes. Nice. Yes. That is exactly. Then we cannot say anything. Okay. That's a tough one, man, because there's like, there's, there's, um, like, like my kids who are, you know, younger, who are getting older and going to start probably watching them, not as kids, but as, you know, like, I want to know the whole universe. Mm-hmm. Well, these movies have been out for a couple or a decade or more sometimes. Like, what what can you say and what can't you say? Because everything affects the whole giant universe. There's, what, 50 movies now? It's a tough one. Or is he just talking about new releases? I don't know. Uh, I, the way I, I always here. I always look at I always look at spoilers, okay? And I always I always think back to the sixth sense, okay? If I tell you the spoiler, what happens in the sixth sense, whether it be today. 10, 
20 years ago or however the hell long the movie's been out. If I tell you the spoiler from that movie, it ruins yeah, but everything sense, in the movie. If you don't know by now. Yeah, but let's say that people weren't alive when that movie came out and now they are and it would do well. You still don't want to spoil or, it. For or us. even if somebody's like, oh, no, I never got around to seeing that movie. Do you know what it's about? No, I have no idea. I only know that it's the movie where it's, I say dead people. I have no idea anything more than that. I'm not going to tell people what happens, and I'm not going to spoil that movie for them because I remember how I felt the first time I saw that movie, and it was rad, and I would love for somebody else to feel that way. Yeah, and even though everybody knows Forbes, how Arlington Road ends, I'm not going to tell Forbes you. Forbes magazine says, uh, as far as TV shows go, you get one spoiler-free week after the airing of an episode. After that, rules no longer apply. Hmm. So That's Forbes magazine. Well, you got one week. Rules for seven days. One week. For TV shows, and after that, you're on your own. You ever seen Arlington Road? Then it's on. Then it's on you to avoid the spoilers. At some point, the onus has to be on you. The Sixth uh, Sense. Pretty much everybody knows what happened in that movie. If you want to avoid it, it's on you. It's uh, on this, you. The emailer said, "I originally asked because I have a friend who will literally give me the opening weekend and one additional weekend, and then he starts talking about it with spoilers." Huh. That's what the guy who emailed said. Yeah. I don't know. I try to just just talk as a fan and be like, oh, you got to see it. it. It was great. Ending is not what you expect or this or that or this person was a great actor, actress. And you just steer clear. I mean, why are you talking about? Well, I mean, I guess. Well, and here's another article. Wait two weeks before discussing crucial movie plot points and about a week for TV. If an ending or plot twist surprised you, let others be surprised as well. Uh, they bring up Sixth Sense, they bring up Fight Club and Usual Suspects. I sit there, and this this is kind of my basic rule, and I know like it's a little different since we talk on the radio about things like this, and sometimes we do unintentionally spoil things for people, but I look at it like this. Yo, Riz, have you seen The Sixth Sense? And you say, no. I go, oh, man, I, I could tell you some stuff, but it's going to ruin it. No. And then you, you, I, give, I give you it, the option. If you've seen a movie and you know there's a plot twist... Like a big one, you ask before you before you start talking about it in front of people. Right, and that's and that's how I always do it. I always go, "Hey, has anybody seen Black Panther yet?" And they go, "Oh yeah, we've seen it." And one guy goes, "I haven't." And I go, "I'm gonna talk about something if you want to step out because I'm about to say some stuff that's gonna ruin it for you." Yeah, or you wait. Yeah, you wait till that person leaves. So a full digital age it does the same. What what's the what are the rules for sports? Like, let's say I missed a big soccer. Or it's oh. World Cup. Let's say I miss a World Cup game. Do you, I mean... Uh, sports you talk about immediately. Yeah, it's it's within... I mean, but shouldn't there be a, sm a slight grace? No, I mean, we talk no about it that's on you here. to say, I, d I DVR'd the game. Yeah, if you are a person that is trying to avoid a live sporting event result, it is on you to make sure that you keep yourself out of 100%. all the conversation. That's on you. Yeah. It's tough. Why does it always got to be somebody else's fault? Because if I'm, I think about it like this. When it comes to sports and things like that, that is news to me. That is news. That is not a form of entertainment, even though it is. Right. But that is news. I can't walk out and then somebody go, oh my God, you hear what happened to the QT on Jefferson? I can't go, no, 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 why can't it ever be your fault? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, most, right. I mean, yeah, most of the time it is. Sports is different than news, though, because news is something that you're not 
I mean, that's, that's you know, real time. Chances whatever. are if you're really invested in a game, you're keeping up somehow. You have the means. Well, like, for instance, if I if I know that I'm going to miss a, a particular soccer game or something that uh, I, I want to watch, but I know that I can watch it that afternoon, I, I will avoid any social media or any of that stuff that's going to show me the scores. I'm not going to keep up scores, but if I walk in somebody and, uh, somewhere well, and somebody's like, how about that United? I'll tell like, you. Ah. I could 100% tell you I will not be talking about it. So you, you're safe. Pseudo <laughs> show. Traffic and weather. You are safe with me. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll talk to our buddy Chris Kerber next, courtesy of Randall's Wines and Spirits. Talk to Bulls Hockey. Ben Bailey, member of the prestigious Third Timers Club, and you're listening to The Rizzuto Show. Happy birthday, Riz. All right, welcome back to the program. Let's talk to Chris Kerber. For Chris Kerber, the radio voice of your St. Louis Blues. And our weekly chat with Chris Kerber, sponsored by Randall's Wines and Spirits. Good morning, Chris Kerber. Good morning, fellas. How are you? How are you? You doing all right? Man, I'm doing great. Back home after that extended uh, road trip. Uh, Buffalo, then uh, two games in Florida, back home. Did you do the Thanksgiving uh, thing with the family when you got back? Uh, no, we had a little dinner right before we left, actually. Uh, so did it right before we left. Uh, and then, uh, you know, the nice part about getting back finally after that last game, which I know didn't go well for the team, but, uh, man, these these Two days off here, yesterday and today, back-to-back days without a game are just huge. I mean, you you guys know how busy life gets, and then kind of when you're out on the road, just to get home and to be able to to get a couple things done, like you know maybe try to hang some Christmas lights or something, is uh, is good. So a couple days off is it's the first time that they've had back-to-back days off since uh, or days off without a game at least since like November sixth. So it's think, been a little I, while. I think I read they did seven games in eleven days. <sighs> Uh, yeah, eight and eight and thirteen. Uh, by the time you get done with that last home game, so how does that affect a team? I mean, that's gotta that's gotta play a role in 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 how a team is uh, performing. That many games in that oh, many days. Yeah, listen, it's 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 not so much like the back to back games, like Boston to Philadelphia. That back to back game was pretty easy travel. You know, Chicago to come home and play Washington. Okay, the travel's not bad there. Tampa to Florida, not bad. It's it, it's it's not so much those back-to-backs that get you, but if you look at the last week, for example, you played Anaheim on Monday, then you travel to Buffalo, Buffalo on Wednesday, then Tampa on Friday, Florida on Saturday, Dallas on Monday, and you end up playing five games in eight days there. There's just You literally had three days off in that eight-day stretch, Yeah, and you're asking these guys to lay it all on the line physically every single game. The guys are going to get hurt. You're just not going to have all the juice you need. It's just... It's just part of the, the the way a season goes, but yeah, it's a lot of hockey and doesn't make those tail ends easier. Now, how does that work out, though? So you went from you went from Buffalo to Tampa. Did you guys leave Buffalo that night after the game, or did you stay in Buffalo? Uh, left Buffalo that night after the game. Had Thanksgiving off in Tampa, uh, then played in Tampa on Friday. Flew right after the game. Played in Florida on Saturday. Saturday flew right after the game home. So they so they try to do that as far as getting you guys out of the city. Uh, and right after the game, so at least you get to settle somewhere and sleep. Yeah, and, and then, you know, now sometimes that, that will depend on the trip. So, for example, earlier in the month when 
the team was in Las Vegas. We actually stayed in Vegas after the game and then flew on the off day to Colorado. And, and the way they do it, it sometimes depends. Like a lot of times when we go out west, like if we have a road trip, uh, well, like we've, we've, got a, we've got a pretty nasty one coming up here right before Christmas, okay? So the team will leave on like Wednesday the 14th to, to play Edmonton. You'll fly right after the game in Edmonton to Calgary. Now that's a short flight, but you'll play in Calgary. They'll fly right after that game and have the next two days off in Vancouver. Right. Then, then play back-to-back Vancouver-Seattle. Now, they're going to fly straight to Vegas after that Seattle game. But let's say we were coming home for the 21st. Because they don't want the guys getting in at like 5 in the morning, you might stay in Seattle after that game and just fly home on the off day. And it's all about sleep regulation and health. I think it's all a bunch of baloney and malarkey, to be honest with you. Um, I, don't, I don't think that – and honest, I'm, I'm dead serious on this. I, I think if you ask the majority of players – so like, like when I tell you, like, so like a lot of times what we'll do is if we stay out in Los Angeles, uh, play in L.A., we might fly home the next day. Every player to a man almost says, why in the hell are we staying? Let's get home. Yeah. And then I, you think you, you say, say, okay, well, it makes sense. You're getting in at, you know, five in the morning, whatever, and it's not easy on the body and, and that part. But I'm telling you, you, you go back over the, say, the last 15, 20 years when the team always flew home and you look at the record of the next game versus when they're staying. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, huh? These are pro athletes. It doesn't matter, I don't think. Now, the big one now is do you stay in Colorado, you know, or do you leave Colorado because you got to get out of that altitude in a real hurry? Yeah, I'm not buying. I'm Like, I know the altitude is a thing. I don't know that the extra few hours is a difference in a winning and a losing streak is my point. So I, I, don't, I don't buy a whole lot into it. I think, honestly, I, I'm, over the years I've gotten to the point where I go, get the guys home. As much as you can get guys to be at home, yeah. and, and here's, here's what also makes a big difference on this. The type of team you have, look, it made, it made a little bit less of a difference when, you know, the team was younger and you had a young T.J. Oshie, Patrick Bergman, David Backus, Alexander Steen, and all these guys. When you, now get, when you have a team that's got more veteran guys that were families and they start to have, kids are starting to play the role, man, getting them home I think is as important mentally as any yeah. rest physically. Yeah, it makes sense. Next week, you guys are in New York, so you got uh, the Rangers Monday, right. Islanders Tuesday. So is that one hotel? No, well, sometimes it has been. So we'll leave Friday for Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh. Play in Friday. Pittsburgh on Saturday. Fly right after that game to New York. They'll have Sunday off in New York, um, and then so we'll be in the same hotel Sunday and Monday. I think on this trip, we'll actually go after the game at Madison Square Garden to a hotel that's closer um, out there to uh, to Belmont and, and that area there. So the last time, now the last time we were in New York last year, we ended up, it wound up being one of those six days in the same hotel. Yeah, crazy. you went to Broadway Place. A couple of times. Oh yeah. yeah, I'm still probably going to go to one on Sunday. Maybe that or a really good dinner, but. The, um, Let's do both. Uh, yeah, you might as well both. do both. Hey, splurge. <laughs> I might do both. Hey, I have, I have I, a really, I, I, I have a really, really weird travel question when it comes to like the team and things. So let's say you know Ryan O'Reilly spent some time up in Buffalo. You're up there for a game, and then everybody's flying home. But he wants to go kick it with his buddy at this bar. Is he allowed, or is it like frowned upon for him to go? I'm staying back. I'll meet up with you guys tomorrow. No, like, does that ever happen? Upon, now, no, for us broadcasters, that's no problem. Right. I'm talking but about a player the, uh, on the team. For a, for a player, no, that's typically frowned upon. Okay. Unless there's a real reason to stay. Like, like now, where I you see. may see that happen, actually, Tony, you'll see that happen as if, uh, 
oh, let's say a player's been traded to St. Louis or something, or you know, their family's still back there, and you've got gotcha. the day off. Maybe they stay back with their family for gotcha. a day, and then here's a this is a fun story. Well, kind of a crazy story. So Andy Murray got hired as head coach of the St. Louis Blues, and and it was you know he got hired right around like like it was early part of the season. So he hadn't seen his wife in a, in a couple of months, that kind of thing. And we had a road trip up to Minnesota, and 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 he was he was real kind. He invited like all the traveling media crew and the coaches out to his house, um, about an hour outside of St. Paul, uh, for thanks for a Thanksgiving dinner. Might have been a might have been, he might have been hired around Thanksgiving. This was more like a Christmas trip near 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 Christmas time. It was one of those two, and uh, so. The, the bus kind of took a group of about 20 of us down toward to Andy's house. We had this great dinner. His wife, I mean, his wife was just an absolute sweetheart, an amazing spread. We kind of helped do the cleanup. And we go on, and we get on the bus to leave, and Andy gets on the bus. And Rick Walmsley looks right at Andy Murray and goes, what the hell are you doing? Like, stay here with your wife. Goes, I got to get back to the hotel. He goes, you don't have to get back to the hotel. Like it's an hour away. You can come to, you know, the rink in the morning, get off the bus and go spend the time with your wife. And he kicked him off the bus. That's funny. So yeah, so that, yeah, that's so sometimes you, you will see it rarely with a player, but typically it's frowned upon when a team goes, everybody goes. All right. So tomorrow, uh, you guys are home, uh, playing the hurricanes. The blues are 11 11. So, Quit playing with our emotions. We got the highs, we got the highs, we got the lows, but we are, you know, at 500 right now. Everything yeah, seems to be okay. Good. Look, this, without getting too into the, the psychoanalytical baloney, uh, I, I think this team has plenty of good players, and I know this team has terrific coaching. Okay, so, and they're getting, and they're still getting goaltending. I mean, Jordan Bennington was great in the last game. Uh, Jordan, if, man, if, it, if the team was more consistent in front of Jordan Bennington, you're probably talking about numbers-wise, probably one of the top three goaltenders in the league right now with Jordan Bennington. So this is just going to come down to a, a matter of does the do the players want to play the style of hockey that allowed them to come back in that third period in Florida or not? The style of hockey that led to it, I thought was I thought was a really good first period against Dallas and a decent second period, or do they think that they are just you know the, the Russian Red Army team and, and can just wheel around anybody and just go at will, which they cannot and they are not, and play that way. If if they don't get buy in, if you don't get buy in from every single player to play the game a certain way, this 500 record is going to stay for quite a while and it could be a mediocre season. Well, I tell you if what, they Saturday, get the buy-in, they can make it happen. Saturday's game against the Panthers was so exciting, and I was in the car listening to you and Joey. Uh, that first period did not go well. They, uh, it was a three nothing going into the second. I heard that third goal call in your voice. We're like, yeah, it's going to be a long night. <laughs> I heard it in your well, voice. I, I turned yeah, to my yeah, son now, and go, Chris is pissed. <laughs> well. Yeah, listen, I probably ought to apologize, not so much for the Florida, but I probably should apologize for the third period of the Dallas game. Um, that, that's when maybe a little frustration set in on me. But um, the, the Florida game felt different. The Florida game felt like, ah, it, you just need a break here to fire them up, and, and, and that would go. And, and you could feel that one coming. The, the, the Dallas game, you, you didn't feel it. You felt it getting away from you in the third period. And that's when I'm talking about somebody grabbing this, you know, grabbing the game and turning it as a team, because I think, I think the players were just waiting for somebody else to do it. Right. 
And and that's the characteristic of this team that I've seen a little bit. Rather than looking down the bench and doing it for each other, someone's looking down the bench waiting for somebody else to do it. And uh, in the Florida game, it was the O'Reilly. I mean, Ryan O'Reilly brought the team right back into it in the third period with his style of play. He needs more guys to jump on that wagon behind him. And and if you do that, you could play. They can play with the best teams in the league. Well, it's so just it's mentally, what do they do? I don't know. So upcoming, you got the Hurricanes at home, then you go to Pittsburgh, and then uh, New York and Long Island uh, next Monday and Tuesday. Hey, Chris, you know, with the holidays coming up, uh, you know, every year I get the boss some whiskey. Every year yes. I get the boss some whiskey. You can never ro- go wrong with getting somebody a great bottle of whiskey. And uh, Randall's, Randall's Wines and Spirits has, I mean, the selection of whiskeys. Yeah, and you know what I what we do sometimes? We do a little Christmas caroling in the neighborhood. And I'll go in and I'll find some of those like sampler packs of different types of things. And when we go to different houses, so I'm, I apologize that you guys don't live in our neighborhood here, so that's a shame. But I, I actually bring some of these bottles and we leave them on the front step, uh, you know, for different people as well. So whether it's the gift bottles you're looking for, whether it's that great bottle you want to open up because you're seeing friends or family you haven't seen in a little while, or whether it's, uh, you know, whether it's just making sure that you've got that good stock at home for Manhattans and old fashions mm-hmm. or or maybe some margaritas, it's all at Randall's. And right now, right now at Randall's, they're actually giving away a bottle of Blanton's every single week. So if you go to if you go to shoprandalls.com, you go log on the top, you're, you're going to see a link. And, uh, and, and on that link, you're going to find that you've got, uh, all you got to do is click on it, be 21 or older, that's it, and you get to enter uh, to win a free bottle of Randall's. That, that one's pretty good. So, um that one's awesome. And by the way, uh, I will have the name for you next week of each winner. So every single time that they do a drawing, we're going to announce the winner on the oh, awesome. air. Awesome. Awesome. Get yeah. yourself into into Randall's and uh, get yourself a great great bottle of whiskey, maybe a gift set, and uh, uh, enter to win that bottle of Blanton's. Yeah, enter to win the bottle of Blanton's. One, and, and you got to re-enter every single week, but they're giving it away. Uh, they're giving one away a week. Uh, from now till the end of the year. Well, so we'll be, uh, we'll be listening for our names next week with you, Chris. Fingers crossed. Yep. Fingers crossed. Chris, uh, we love you, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. Have an awesome week. Thanks. Oh, uh, there he is. Chris Kerber, buddy. I said Chris Kerber, buddy. The Rizzuto Show. Traffic and weather. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Moon will finish up your sports. And here's a question. What is the greatest sports anthem of all time? I have the answer. Can't be touched. Uh, I think it was Billboard magazine put out the 100 best jock jams. So we'll go over we'll go over a little of their list and see uh, see what you guys think. But in your head, think about the greatest sports anthem slash jock jam of all time. This is O's the Mentalist. You're listening to the Rizzuto Show on 105.7 The Point. Happy birthday, Riz. <laughs> God say it. Uh, you, what's the list you're about to do? Oh, about it's what? The, uh, the 100 best jock jams. Somebody said jock jams. That was your nickname in high school. <laughs> so? <laughs> God love you, Jeff. So? <laughs> All right, before we get to sports here, I dude, I love this list. Go. So it is from Billboard magazine. So what is a quote-unquote jock jam? Well, in the 90s, it was whatever ESPN defined it as for the purposes of their series of Jock Jams compilations. 
Most often, hip-hop-flavored dance-pop bangers, which implicitly and sometimes explicitly promoted physical movement of any and all kinds. I'm reading this from, from Billboard. Uh, but defined more broadly for our purposes at Billboard, a jock jam is a song that has come to define the in-game experience at a pro sports arena. Any song that after years of stadium, and they wrote overusage, is familiar to a sports fan's ears as sneaker squeakers, referee, uh, I'm sorry, sneaker squeak, referee whistles, and Zamboni, uh, Zamboni organ groans. I like Zambornis way better. Zambornis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and an, an R there where it didn't. But it was not required. That takes that word that's already Zamborni. funny. Zamboni's already a funny word. You put an R Zamborni. in there. Zamborni. Oh, that's just some dude that's really into smooth Who the hell ice. Wrote this? Yeah, he's just sleeping while he's driving it. All right. So, so greatest sports arena sports <laughs> anthems of all time. Uh, can I can I start off with a guess? Uh, I think number one is pretty a obvious. Given? Yeah. I think number one is pretty obvious. So let's avoid that one. Is this the one that I'm thinking of? I don't know. If Look at I my brain. Look at my brain. <laughs> I, is it that? I don't know hey, what number one. Yes. Really? Oh, I think number for one. Me, for me. Can I, can I guess? I, I'm gonna, I'll give you the guess. I, by the way, you sent me some songs over here, but I don't have any numbers. Or I know. I didn't. Okay. And that the, what I sent you was not the number one. Okay. Then good. Then my. Because I wanted you to pull up then some. Then my guess, my guess is still my guess. Okay. Count of three. I don't know the name. I of don't one. know the title. What do you mean you don't know the title? I don't know the title. I think I know the title. How do you not know the? I title? think I know the title. I think mine only has four words. Mine, mine, I think I has five. Okay, on the count of three, yeah, ready? One, two, three. Y'all Are you ready for this? No, that is not it. Okay, then it's my number two guess. It's y'all ready for this? That's what I immediately when I think Jack James, I think of. R, R, the letter R, U, ready for the number this, I believe. You know what song I'm talking about, right, Riz? <laughs> Are you ready? The, the letter R? I think so. Isn't that, isn't that mm-hmm. the, isn't that the... Uh, it's the title track of the the Jock Jam CD, yeah, 1995. It, I, think, I think it actually might be some sort of compilation because I think it's actually the I whole... I think that's the Jock... Let's get I, ready to rumble. Okay, that's the Jock Jam Mega Mix. Yeah, you 100% to, okay, that's, that's it. 100 on their list. You have oh, to stupid. do... 100? Wow. Number I know, one is the, the I know right what their one. number one is, and I don't agree with it, so whatever. You have to what? do it in Peter Griffin. If, uh, it, if it's what I think. <laughs> what's their number one? Serious. Yep. Stupid. This is the number one stadium Because it's cool, time. but it's not a stadium. It shouldn't be this, the number one Jock Jam song. And you got to remember, too, this list of Queen is always going to be... Yeah, but I, thought, I thought we were looking for Jock Jam specific, like something that wouldn't have been anywhere else. That's how I take it. Yeah, this. I mean, this is... Yes, I understand. This is a Jock Jam. This is a number songs. one. These are all the cliche stadium anthem songs. So based on that, if you're going to say, like, hey, if you go, what is St. Louis's number one Jock Jam? Somebody could say Country Roads, and you'd have to say yes, based on that. That's not a pump-up song. Doesn't have to be a pump-up song. This is Jock Jam. Billboard's definition is a pump-up song. If you ask uh, Pat Maroon, I understand. I understand what you're saying. Pumped him up. I think that's uh, deceiving, though. If if you're saying like Jock Jams, then there there are things that were meant for Jock Jams, and this was meant for a Queen single. This is a Queen song. Yeah, that is used in a a stadium. Yeah, I I understand. I understand. I I know what you're saying. I don't think there's artists out 
I mean, I'm sure there's artists out there that write just for uh, trying to get their songs in stadiums, but I think most of these were originally a song intended for another use. Right, which is a stadium anthem. Not, not, not I don't think mine is. My number one. God, what's your number one? Uh, I have audio of number one. You actually sent it to me, but this is my number oh, one by far. It. Can I jump? I have to jump. Jump, jump. jump. What the hell is this? Huh? This is Zombie Nation. Yep. Okay, oh, yeah, this is okay. number four on their list. Hey. You gotta do it all in Peter Griffin's. You know, here, let me see if I've got the. Oh, so I gotta find. There's another. It's called Kern Craft 400. That's the, that's the name of the song, and it gets really weird. Is but there is dropping a, a xylophone downstairs. Yeah. What, what the well, hell? Well, you know that song. That is a stadium anthem. Yeah, yeah. That is that's number four on their one. list. Okay, so uh, my my number one would be. What is that? Right now? It's, no, it's serious. The, oh yeah, okay. Ser- you know, you know that one. I'm, thank God. <laughs> you got to do it in Peter Griffin thing though. You're off. Nobody would have got that for that. <laughs> sure they would have. Yeah. <laughs> this is their number thirteen. <laughs> it definitely belongs on here. Project. This is their th- number 13 as far as their chalk jams go. Ta-da. Any other guesses? Uh, I mean, I'm trying to think of th- I'm trying to think of songs that aren't on the list that you sent me. Um, Chariots of Fire. Oh. Nope. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll say number 95 on their list is Wolf Mother's Joker and the Thief. Great song. Ooh, okay. baby, that's a good one. Uh, number 92 is I Like to Move It, Move It. Hate I that like song. I Like to oh, Move It, Move It. The Joker and the Thief thing is just serious in guitar, in, in rock and roll. Yeah, version. the beginning part. <clears throat> right? The beginning part, yeah. I'm going to say Walk This Way. No. Uh, that's a good one. Let's see. Where's many of those? Um, also, Walk This Way. Did not make their list. Listen to that mm. Joker and the Thief back to back with Sirius. Oh, I got a good one. God. They should say, Whoop, there it is. Yeah, Whoop, there it oh, is. Yeah, is, yeah. Uh, who Hit is. Hit me. Who sings that? That's a two, tag team. Tag back team again. again. Well, oh, and that's, oh, that's number 14. Hey, and speaking of. Whoop, there it is. Speaking of Whoop, there it is. I always think of two songs together when I think of Whoop, there it is, and the other one falls right behind it, and I have no idea why. And maybe it's because of Jock Jams. Come on, Ride Dead Train. No. You're Am unbelievable. Oh! <laughs> that is unbelievable. Is on their list. Oh, that's number 52, EMF. <laughs> is Boom from POD on this? Boom from POD did make the list. That's great. I'm trying to think of other songs, too. Like, I remember having a Jock Jams that's album. That's number 64. Wow. I remember having a Jock Jam album, and for no reason, it had grooves in the heart. <laughs> uh, I'm yes, like, that is on there. I'm like, why? Why <laughs> is that on a Jock Jam CD? Did CNC Music Factory make it? Oh, for sure. They uh, had to yes, that's number 25. Go ahead. Hit it. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Dog just emailed us. What about Jump Around? Uh, <laughs> jump Around, yes. Number eight, House of Pain. Would Can't Touch This or something like that be on it? Oh, what about uh, Naughty by Nature? Uh, Naughty by Nature, yes. Uh, Naughty by Nature is number three, Hip Hop Hooray. Oh. There is one that I know is on this list. I don't know how high it would be. I don't even know the name of it. I got to look it up. Hold on. <laughs> Uh, um, I know what I know what the lyrics are, but I don't think that that's the name of the. 
Oh, yeah, it is. All right, Rez, I got to go oh, in here. Uh, 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 right now. Oh, yeah. From Van Halen. Here, give you, here this is mine. make it. Wow. Pump up the yep. jam. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, who sings this? Tektronic. Technotronic. Pump the jam. Pump it up. Why you feel up? Pump the jam. Pump it Look ahead, the crowd is jumping. Pump it up a little more. Get the party going on. Uh, this was included in the Jock Jam Mega Mix. Oh, get out. Now, see, this is this list. Go f- Oh, no, no I'm sorry, number 51. What about say? Put this list on fire. I'm number 51. I'm sorry. Yo, what about Cantaloupe? Nope. You remember that one? Yep. That's a that's a ripper. US, Do you say good vibration? US three or us three or something? Uh, what about uh, the Baja men who let the dogs out? Uh, I was gonna uh, say that. Uh, that's a good one. Enter Sandman is number twenty three. Moni Moni from uh, Billy Idol. Great one. Blitzkrieg Bop from the Ramones. Uh, Sweet Caroline from Neil Diamond. That's okay. always played in, in stadiums mm-hmm. now. Uh, song two from Blur. Remember this song from Darude? Oh, dude, this is like a. Uh, this is a CBC anthem. If you went to a dance at CBC, this song was playing, and people lost their damn minds. This is always played in stadiums. You know this one? It's 100% what it is, by the way. <laughs> I have two. I'm going to write them down. Oh, shoot. Is uh, Baltimore. Baltimore. Oh, that's a great song. Tarzan Boy, but yeah. I don't think that'd make it. Uh, what about Blue from uh, iPhone um, 65? Blue. Another great one. How about... I'm, look, I'm looking up Blue. Okay. Was it Eiffel? Eiffel 65, I believe. Or 60. Uh, no, didn't make it. 62. How about Lucky? Lucky from who? Uh, oh, Daft Punk? Yeah. Oh. Oh, what's the one no, that all? What's the one that all the college bands do now? It's a White Stripe song. I was oh, just Seven Nation Army. Wrote that down. Seven Nation That's Army. Number five. I wrote down three. Seven Nation Army. I also wrote down It Takes Two by Rob Bass. Didn't make the list. At least top twenty-five. That's stupid. And then uh, I also put Steam. Tell me the Steam song. Steam. A uh, Rob yep. Bass and, and It Takes Two is number twenty-seven. No, Steam is the band. No, no, I'm t- I'm telling you, It Takes Two is number I know. twenty-seven. Scott started singing a song called Steam. Yeah, I'm sorry, Steam. I thought you were talking about the song. Steam. Do you know what song it is? Na 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 na. Hey, hey, that's number thirty-five. Isn't there a Beatles song that that's somewhere? There's a Hello Goodbye song. You said, oh. No, 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 no. Like, like, oh, like a Jack Jammy one. There's no Beatles on there? Go ahead. Stacy just said, Survivor, Eye of the Tiger. Oh, yeah, it's Ooh, over six. yeah. Number se- okay, 17, Final Countdown from Europe. Yep, great one. Uh, Shout from the Isley Brothers hey. at number 16. Uh, turn down for what? Oh, <laughs> Number what? 12. I'll lose yourself from Eminem at number eleven. I always forget that. Yeah. Uh, Two unlimited. Get ready for this at number ten. Crazy train at number nine. Dude, number seven. Number seven. I don't think they play this anymore. They don't play this. I don't anymore. think they play this anymore because the guy. Oh, I think is, is, is it is it is it not not part one? Oh, we still got Sandstorm going. This last one. Yeah. Gary Glitter, this guy's in prison. For not great reasons. 
really bad reasons. Yeah, you're, you're a big old piece of crap. That's uh, Gary Glitter number seven. Number two, we're missing. Number two? Yep. Is it one of the ones you sent me? Song nope. two should be number two. Everybody knows number two. Every single one of us. Give me YMCA. Song came out in 1987. 1987. 1987. Michael Jackson? Give me a hint. Mm. Uh, this band. We have the champions. We have the champions. This band is in my top five. ACDC, back in black. No, nope. ACDC Thunderstruck was 15. Right. This band mm. was in my top Paradise City. Ooh, you're close. Welcome to the Welcome jungle. To the jungle. Oh, mm. oh, what were you thinking? Uh, honorable mentions: uh, the Fratellis, Chelsea Dagger. Oh, I don't know if we should even play that song. Uh, they'll get over it. it. I mean, I know. Listen, I, <laughs> I know it's a Chicago I'm, thing. Take this out of hockey, and I enjoy this song. Love it. This is a cool song. It's a great song. I'm not sure. Wait till the you know this part. Whenever Chicago scores, this is played. Maybe that's why we don't hear that much. Yeah. Right here. <laughs> no, really. It's actually a good song. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that. Uh, okay, uh, did we play Snap the Power? Nope, but that's a good one. And it's got a I've weird got intro. That's number that 59. And then uh, all I do is win was uh, was number thirty two. No oh, matter what. Yeah. All right, th- those are the jock jams. All right, let's t- let's take a, let's take a break. The Rizzuto Show. Weather. Come back with sports. That was love a lot that, of fun. I hey, love that. <laughs> Should do that every day. <laughs> I just love it. As we're going through this list, I'm getting emails and messages, and this message here goes. Thunderstruck, you effing dweeb. Yeah, that was number 15. It we we said it. Yeah, we yeah, said it. We got there. People are always so angry. No, no need Especially to point out my flaws. All right. Uh, 922. Wednesday, another look at your traffic and weather. Here is Patrico. You're behaving like a drunken pirate. <laughs> Coming at you. Your point traffic update brought to you by Worldwide Technology Raceway. The NASCAR Cup race is happening June 3rd and 4th. Tickets on sale right now. WWTRaceway.com. Uh, lane block due to repairs westbound 270 right at 170. Also, slow traffic because of an earlier accident eastbound 70 at Z. And we are looking at slow traffic eastbound 255 at Telegraph. I forgot about this song. Remember that song? Strike it up. Yeah! <laughs> nope. no, no, that didn't what? sell me on it. You know yeah. what? Look up Black Box. Like Dirk Diggler Look up over Black there. Box and you get up. That he was right. I'm going to play I it right no now. I what that means. Uh, especially considering that you you range yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Strike it up. You're guaranteed a record deal with All those right, devil Your point forecast today is sunny and cooler. Yep, I know. It's around 40 for the high. Tonight it's cloudy at around 20 for the low. <laughs> right now it is. 30 at the Point Studio. Your Point Forecast brought to you by CarX, Tire, and Auto. <laughs> I'm on a plane, so I get, it gets to the park. Strike it out loud. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Give me the next word, quick. Uh, yo, dance a lot. Yo, dance. Give me the next one. Dance, 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 dance
This could be a jock jam. Hey, I like sports. The Rizzuto Show, sports. All right, Ben, what do we got? Sports brought to you by Offenberg Auto Mall in Shiloh. Shop Black Friday deals all month long at Offenberg.com. Most of us know or uh, now have. A lot more solid gray hairs after watching the U.S. take on Iran in the final group stage match of the World Cup yesterday. Boy, oh boy, Iran threatened several times, especially near the end of the game. Very, very stressful. Uh, but the U.S. team did hold on to their one goal lead to win yesterday. Here is the final call. This is the final call. The U.S. players are gassed. Iranians are up. It comes into the box again. An Iranian player looking for a penalty. And the game is over. So nine extra minutes is, is a lot, right? As yeah, far yeah, as yeah, yeah. Typically, you see like mm, three to five. I had never seen nine minutes before. Nine so nine minutes of injury time. And you're like, oh, boy, that's a, that's a long time for this to. And th is that sudden death? No. No, that's just the end of regulation. Okay. Yeah, man, but man. It's basically anytime you see somebody go down and there's an extended period yeah. of time of them rolling around Injuries. or the ball gets kicked out and it's it's a while before the guy gets the ball to throw the ball back in, all that stuff, there is somebody up in the booth that is monitoring yeah, yeah. how much time is wasted and then they add that on to the end of the game. Yep, and then it's at the discretion of the, the head referee. Mm. Watches, his, watches his watch for the nine minutes or whatever it is and blows his whistle as soon and as... And he'll, he'll usually wait till... Yeah, that, well, that's the team one. has a rush. Yeah, well, yeah. Or so, ends a rush. So let's say somebody's in the box. He's not going to blow the whistle on a breakaway or something like that. That's some which of the is, controversy. Which is why with that South Korea game, they were down three to two in in added time, in injury time, and the ball went out for a South Korean corner kick, which is a very dangerous spot for them to score a goal. And when the ball went out of bounds, the ref called the game, uh, uh, which is wild. Uh, Christian Pulisic turned in uh, Sergino Dest's headed cross in the 38th minute to get a crucial goal, putting his body on the line and suffering an abdominal injury when he collided with Iran's goalkeeper. Here is the goal and them commenting on Pulisic being down and hurt. It's meant for him. Dest is stuck in behind. Dest in the middle. It didn't look that bad to me when when I saw it. Now, if you watch in slow motion, though, the dude's knee kind of went right into his uh, like you know pelvic region, and by night's end, he had been in and out of the hospital and diagnosed with a pelvic contusion. His status uh, is uncertain for Saturday's knockout round of game against the Netherlands, but he swears I will be back. The yeah, U.S. will play the Netherlands that. on Saturday at 9 a.m. England faces Senegal at 1 p.m. on that same day. Now, our buddy Polo. I'm sure he's rooting for Mexico and the U.S., but I bet you he was watching it via Telemundo. And uh -huh. they have one of the greatest calls uh, of all time. Let's see how many times this guy can hold his breath. That's, that's brief. That's pretty good. Wait, wait, you can do better. 
Garcia. So good. Wait, listen. His battery's running out. That's I what, love that. It's so funny because I, I only have the Telemundo for oh, my yeah? that I'm streaming. That's where I'm watching it, so it's awesome. That is awesome. I love hearing him yell yeah. that. La Bateria. His battery was running out. Uh, the Adam Wainwright career finale year. We'll begin with a little international ball. Wainwright joins teammates Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt as Cardinals on Team USA for the upcoming World Baseball Classic. The MLB made the official announcement yesterday. They're going to be managed by former Cardinal infielder Mark DeRosa. USA. That's right. Greatest <laughs> country in the world. I didn't know you had Wainwright's uh, oh, audio there. Uh, his longtime and record-setting battery mate, Yadier Molina, has been named manager of Puerto Rico's team for the WBC. Members of Team USA will have a brief, brief training camp in Arizona before opening pool play. That starts March 11th. The championship of the WBC will be uh, played March 21st in Miami. In 2017, Team USA defeated Puerto Rico's team in the championship at Dodger Stadium. There's a couple more things uh, as far as story goes. I'm going to throw them up on the blog, but I'm out of time. I'm Moon. That's your sports because feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme. Get on up. It's bobsled time. All right, one final break. We'll come back and wrap her up. It's the Rizzuto Show. All right, I got to get out of here. Oh, go man. I got to go to the dentist. Oh, okay. All right, we can go see Dr. Foley. Hey, good luck on the No Cavity Club, buddy. Oh, man, I've been part of the No Cavity Club for so long now. Wow, that's a, you got that's a it. tough cl club to get into. Uh, I can't wait to... Especially okay. if you have a cavity in the past. No Cavity Club. You could get something from the treasure box. <laughs> All right, cool. Plastic spider ring. Add to my collection. All right, blog and podcast, 1057thepoint.com slash Riz. Moon, what do we got? Everything we covered today, uh, sports, crap on celebrities, a lot of Riz news. We had so much fun talking about the uh, top 100 list of jock jams of all time. Uh, you got to check out the podcast if you missed any of that. We also talked a lot about uh, um, the uh, World Cup uh, updates and there's some rules, rules about fashion. We really got into it on the, uh, today's Open, which, of course, made it into our title. And the title today is one of those rules, never touch a man's hat. That's true. Never. <laughs> which I will tell touch. my kids today. That's right. Never touch They're a man's gonna hat. They're going to get home from school. I'm going to sit them down. I'll go, kids, never touch a man's hat. We established that denim, denim, denim is okay now. Yep. Sure is. All right. Uh, gentlemen, anything else? Yes. Scott? All right. Uh, tonight, tomorrow, Saturday, two different times, and on Sunday, I'll be uh, singing in uh, St. Louis Family Church, their big Christmas production, big, and I get big to sing an awesome Feliz Navidad. You guys can come out and see me do that. It's pretty amazing, and it's going to be a lot of fun, and the band is ripping. All right, awesome. Yeah. Tonight, so go to stlouisfamilychurch.com. Tonight, tomorrow, and Friday, you said? Uh, tonight, tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday. There's two on Saturday. Awesome. Dang. Yeah. Good luck, Scott. Break that's, a leg. Thank you. Yeah, thank not, you. That's not no, a lot seriously, of time to learn hurt. French. I know. Uh, last year, he, he almost broke his arm. Yeah, you so. did. That's oh, right. that's right. Yeah. Break an arm. No, I don't seriously. Do it this year. Uh, Johnny? Uh, Sunday, uh, we've got DB's football. You can come enjoy some delicious Bud Light and hang out and eat some great food and watch football. And don't forget, uh, Grindhouse and Davey Vega and myself will be winning the Riz Show Championship at Glory Pro's December 2 Riz member at South Broadway Athletic Club on December 18th. You can buy your tickets and watch us beat the hell out of Boar Horse and whoever the hell else wants to get into the ring. Uh, again, tickets are on sale right now. It's going to be a great time, and it's a whole lot of fun. You better stop running your mouth. And it's all to benefit <laughs> Operation Food Search, which is actually cool, unlike Dan the Dad, Boar Horse, and Laney Luck. Uh, Thank you. Ooh. Okay. That's a smack talking. Mm. Moon, quickly. Do not forget to get your tickets to a, dose, a toast to Jeff. 
before they run out. Blue October, The Urge, Greek Fire, Cabo, Modern Day Zero, The Riz Show. It's going to be a great, great event benefiting Kids Rock Cancer and the Burton family. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, thank you, Jeff. No, well, thank you, Jeff. Yes. And thank you, Moon. Yes. All right. Uh, we thank leave you, Tony. You with a- <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Scott. Thank, thank you, Tony. Thank you. No worries. Uh, we leave you with a uh, selection from our team members member today brought to you by Copper Fire Bar and Eatery in Belleville from Deloge, Missouri. Libby Allen is our team. Hey. The Rizzuto Show podcast, powered by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Your best choice for quality tires and expert auto service. Dobbs. Dobbs.